Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. Okie dokie. What are we talking about tonight? Well, on Thursdays, as always, we start with the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm going to rant. Believe it or not, I'm going to rant. Okay. Followed by our military heroes and the news behind the news. Then the illegal alien invasion report and what is up with our schools yet again if we get to it. We finished the last show. We got rid of it all. We did. It was amazing. I thought so. <laughs> that was the first time in, uh, I don't know, months? Figure. Okay. Patriots, hands of heart, face flag, you don't flag. Yeah, flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, before you go on, you're going to have to explain to the folks again about the, <laughs> the old school paper we're using because we tried to fix the tower to make it a computer. See, I'm confused about this. I mean, even my friend Deb got it. She's like, you do know that the tower is a com computer, right? And I'm like, no, I don't know. Uh, tower is not a computer. The computer's inside the tower. Tower is a case. Uh, yes, yeah, some will give it's broken, and something's wrong with with when it's loading Windows. So it's something to do with Windows. The problem is, it's an IDE interface motherboard, so it's all IDE, and I've got nothing but SCSI drives here, um, which are two different plugs, different formats. You can't mix and match. So the CD-ROM was was bad so I can't boot it off a boot disk I've plenty of them it doesn't recognize the CD-ROM at all so I don't know what I'm gonna do about it it's an old piece of junk I mean the case is still good 
depending on what motherboard I could find to fit in it. But it's not going to fix it anytime soon because that means money, which we don't have. So we're back to printing out copy. Which is costing us money, which is going to take out of the money that I could save for a computer, you see. Round and round and round she goes. What if she stops? Nobody knows. I'm sure you're all, uh, you're all found yourself in this situation. Uh, yeah, we don't want to, like I said, I don't know what I'm doing. Raspberry Pi sounds good. The new mini computers sound good. I, I, it definitely will be one of those two. Probably Raspberry Pi because it's all I can afford right now. Yes, these uh, laptops burn up. Yeah, I've had enough of that. <laughs> uh, I've never had any computer ever go bad at me. All the laptops have gone bad at me except for one. It's the oldest one. It's from, like, Foreverland. It's got Windows 95 on it. Yes, we used it to go around the country, right? Yeah, it's on the screen's only like, <laughs> I, I don't it's know. It's like a tablet. It's like the size of a tablet. The screen's like the size of a tablet. Yep. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. And uh, But we used to, for navigating in the Land Rover, we had the mapping program up, and so we could map everywhere we went, and we knew we were, because we were going off-road and stuff. Anyway, uh, why were we talking about that? Well, I was just trying to tell, give the folks a little update. Yeah, our computer situation is, uh, every time I try something, it uh, it just leads me the, to something else. I've this is do. the third fix, the, the third attempt at fixing. Second. Third. Third? Third. What was the third? The second was the video card. Oh, yeah, that was that's my fault though. I I I just kind of went with it and uh I figured it I, every motherboard has a PC PCI Express slot, right? I mean turns out not so much. And another good well one good thing is that you got finally got your new glasses from the VA. It only took them what? A months, month? I don't know. We went on May 6th was your eye exam. It is now August the 20th. I kid you not. It's supposed to be six weeks. Unbelievable. If they say four to six, if the VA says four to six, it's going to be six or higher. <laughs> That's just the way that goes. Uh, no, you would think with all this stuff and all this pumping about the VA and we're going to fix it, we're doing this and we're doing that and that, this, that. It's only gotten worse. It's now, it's now affecting stupid stuff. Like glasses. Um, anyway. Well, we, I have a story, because we're going to be doing our military heroes, about just that, how bad it's getting. And um, believe it or not, it's from USA Today. Now they're even reporting on it. So you got to know, it's bad. <laughs> What's bad? The VA. Oh, yeah. Speaking but the point is, it's getting worse, not better. So maybe you should stop talking about it. Uh I don't know. Well, bringing it out doesn't seem to help. They go, we're fixing it. We're fixing it. And the more they fix it, the worse it gets. My doctors have went from regular American-speaking American citizen doctors to, my name is Numan Nwani. You can call me Bob, I think he says. I don't know. So I was thinking the same thing. Was it Dr. Bob or Dr. Frank or Dr. Jim? Some crap like that. Yeah, and it didn't fit with his last name, Nwani, which is... From somewhere in Africa. <laughs> I call him the Ebola doctor because... Because he brought Ebola with him. No, because we, he just got hired after the Ebola 
Oh my God, you gotta laugh. If you don't laugh, you're gonna cry. He literally was hired during the Ebola outbreak. Severe. <laughs> we have a severe. We had a severe doctor shortage in the VA, even worse than the country has, which is a lot, right? Which is a well, lot. Well, that's actually the story you're gonna get to. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, you're supposed to be ranting. I am going to rant now. She's not good at this. She plans. <laughs> it. I am. You can't plan a rant. No, I can because I'm writing my nursing magazine stories for Directions in Nursing right now. And my deadline's up in a little bit. So one of the articles I wrote is about um, the uh, flight nurses, the history of flight nursing, okay? And I, when I do my research, I get a bunch of whole different bunch of sites that lead us to other sites. You know how people that, out there that do research, you know how that goes. Well, I came along a site by the U.S. Air Force, actually. And this foreword in this um, essay is by Barbara Brannon, Major General USAF, Assistant Ger Surgeon General Nursing Services of the Office of the Air Force Surgeon General. Now, this is what she says. <laughs> I'm just going to read part of it. Um, let's see. Since the Nurse Corps emerged from the Army Nurse Corps in July 1949, Air Force Nursing Service personnel have excelled in providing dedicated care to their customers. Not patients, not clients, customers. Since when has somebody who needed medical attention become a customer? I was infuriated when they were called clients. They're my patients. You know, because words have meaning and change the connotation and the way you look at things. So now they're customers. Well, we are buying a product, are we not? Well, if, with Obama. Not anymore, we are. I was going to say, we're forced. We're forced to. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's kind of hard to force people to go to medical school if they're not going to make any money. We okay. want to talk about crushing student loan debt, go through medical school. Okay. So then it goes on, and this is like in the middle of it. It goes, Air Force nurses have contributed to this mission in both wartime and peacetime, providing leadership, caring, and quality care. Air Force nurses think of their customer-focused mission as a combination of global nursing and precision care. Now we're globally nursing. And precision care. They're both very important words. Well, collection of words. Global nursing. Yeah. We're not just treating our own servicemen, right? We're all, we're all the same throughout the world. That just but means nurses are going to lose uh, money because if you're all the same, they don't make that much. But, uh, but this is what, if this is what our armed forces leaders are thinking and putting us to, we're doomed. They're not even thinking just us. The but, Air Force is the United but States But when you Air talk Force. about precision, that's another thing, too. That means cutting away... It, 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 he's talking about cutting. She... She? She's she. Talking about cutting. Yep. Really? That's what, that's what it is. That's what they do. Precision. The, the, we have precision. That's that means what they that mean. you cut away care. You make it less. Right. You make it less and cost less and do less, I guess, in the process. Wow, that all rhymed. <laughs> okay, so this is the ending statement, which this whole thing made my head explode, but this really did. Mm. Says, uh... We are also inspired by our vision for the future, the total nursing force, a seamless interaction of regular Air Force, Air Force Reserve, Air National Guard, and civilian nurses to provide the best in nursing care. 
in the future, our total nursing force will face many challenges and great opportunities. I am certain we will add exciting new chapters to our story and continue our legacy of devoted service to our nation. Um, well, only if you're an LPN. They're the ones doing well. Yeah, but she talks about global nursing, and then she's jobs. talking about... Global nursing has nothing to do with our nation. And then she also connects us with the military. And she connects everybody together. Because I'm telling you... What they think is going to happen is they're going to take it over. The national government's going to take it over. And one of the ways you do that is, while in Canada, what did they do? They took the vets and they moved them to Medicare. They're equivalent of Medicare. So that retirees and the VA, the vets, all, all got the same coverage. Then they brought the rest of the people in. That's how they did it in Canada. It might be how they're thinking of doing it here, because the last time they tried to do it straight, straight away, it didn't didn't fly. So, well, I and as a travel nurse, I was constantly questioning where rules came from certain hospitals, because it's yeah, really where'd you hear where'd you read this? It's really bizarre because each hospital in every place you go completely runs different, and you can actually see how. Like, you, you go to a really good running hospital, and then you go, the next one is a really crappy hospital, and you say to yourself, now, why are you running so crappy when they are still dealing with Medicare patients at the good hospital, and they're running it great? Because all the Medicaid patients that come to the hospital that are Medicaid-based squat, and then, and then there's the ones that have no insurance, but then they put them on Medicaid, which pays, well, squat. So those hospitals have, don't have a lot of money and so they are run poorly by poor people, and that's just the way it is. Um, overrunning illegal aliens into all these hospitals. Do you have any idea how many hospitals in the Southwest close their doors? Well, and I know that, but like, I will, I'll let me give you an example. What The hospital that was run in New Mexico that I went to was run awesomely. And then the one that was up in Vermont was a hellhole. Yeah, you would think there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of paying customers there. It wasn't was too many minority. I so, didn't see it. Uh, there many was, minorities. There wasn't, and so Certainly I came to no the welfare check I came people. to the conclusion that it was management. It was the absolute well, right, but it's management. Who you could get to run your hospital, though. I mean, that's that's the thing. Now you would think Burlington, Vermont. Yeah, I'll go run that hospital, but not so much. <laughs> no, I got crappy people in the good hospital. They did, and they got good people in the crappy hospital. But my point is, by her edict saying civilian, including civilian nurses, does that mean I'm going to be a nurse in a hospital and I'm going to get my marching orders from the Air Force? Really? Nope. nope. Because you're not going to keep your license, so they can't do anything to you. You have to be a licensed registered nurse for them to scoop you up under the licensing process. See, that's how they're going to do it. Yeah, but that's an individual state. Oh, licensing. But it won't be. That's my point. You're making the argument for them. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, some hospitals are crappy. If we had uniform standards, no, if we had uniform standards, it'd all be crappy. <laughs> then it wouldn't fix it all. I know that's the common sense thing you think, but it's not really common sense because it doesn't work. Sorry, but that just... Doesn't work. So that turned into a joint rant. <laughs> but like I said, if you're not licensed, don't worry, nurses. They're not going to bring you out of retirement. I don't think. It'll be a while before they get that much control, I imagine. I just don't like their mindset. 
Oh, nobody likes their mindset except freaks on the left. They're the only ones that like that mindset. Well, and because, again, they're going after the, We're all the connected. guard. We're all connected. We're all one. We're screaming to have the guard back in the States, and their mission statement is to get the guard to stay with them and bring more in. Don't, doesn't my state need a nurse for the National Guard? For the State Guard? Sorry, I can't, I can't the, keep saying. The State Na Guard. <laughs> I keep saying National because that's what they're called right now. Yes, because uh, they passed legislation nat nationalizing the Guard, which, of course, you know they can't do. They would have to amend the Constitution. I still looked at, I looked at the Constitution. It's not amended. It still says it there, you know. They, they just did. They keep doing things like, or first of all, the State Guard was for the defense of the state. Secondly, yes, they are the organized militia. Secondly, they can only be called up with the approval of the governor. Governor can call them up. Congress can call up the militia, but uh, not if the, not if the state hierarchy government says no. But even if you do call them up, you're not allowed to leave the United States of America with them. The militia by design, was meant to fend off attacks within, well, colonies, then states. See, the point is to defend your home and your neighbor's home and maybe your state capital, who knows. Uh, but you're, you're the ones there, you're the front line. First comes the average people, the regular folk that live there. Then, then the governor calls out the state guard. That's the reinforcements coming to the militia. That's how that works. They're not supposed to go fight wars overseas. That's unconstitutional. Well, the whole thing is unconstitutional, but that's definitely unconstitutional. The Guard should never leave the United States of America. Period. They, they're supposed to have a separate army that they call up. And if they don't have enough when people... When in need, we're going to fight a war. You know what the problem is? You're going to tell them, we're going to go fight a war in the Middle East. And no one's going to sign up. No one, no, it's, no, one's, no one wants to have a war in the Middle East. No one, no one wants to have a war at all right now. And uh, so we're not going to volunteer for whatever war you want. It's You know, volunteering when you're under attack is one thing. But volunteering because uh, he wants to go to war with, I don't know, say Yemen. Well, you never know with this guy. Well, the people that run him, anyway. Right? Yep. I still say he's a Kenyan. We still have, we still have that clip, too. Where his wife says he's a Kenyan. Yep. I, I played almost Place where he was born. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> she actually said that while she was there. All right, I need to push a button. Well, then push a button. Baghdad, military setting, and the troops don't know the messiah they're getting. I'm the creme de la creme of the media's world on a tour with everyone but Dan Rather. Time flies. Doesn't seem a minute since the Illinois Senate had Barry in it. Our troops cleaned upside of city. I'd say thanks, but they only get my pity. Whether it's Jordan or Afghanistan or Kuwait or, or where are we? One night in Baghdad and Farad's our savior. The surge is working, Barry just don't care. Thank you, Paul Shanklin. 
And it's time for our military heroes. From Fox News, the U.S. Army is kicking out a decorated Green Beret after an 11-year Special Forces career after he got in trouble for shoving an Afghan police commander accused of raping a boy and beating up his mother when she reported the incident. The case now has the attention of Congress, with Representative Duncan Hunter writing to Defense Secretary. Everybody tell me, who's the Defense Secretary? Secretary of Defense. We always do it under Bush. Even I didn't know it under this new nominee. I didn't know anything about this nominee. I hadn't heard anything about this nominee. Well, scarily, his last name is kind of fits in with the Obamanist administration. Ash Carter. Like a J- Jimmy Jimmy Carter? Yep. Challenging the decision. So now you know. It's Ash Carter is the Secretary of Defense. Why we were never introduced to him? Because he's a commie. Moving back to the story. I am once again dismayed by the Army's actions in this case. Hunter, Republican, California, wrote in a letter to Carter. Sergeant First Class Charles Martland is described by many of his teammates as the finest soldier they have ever served alongside. But his Army career changed course during the second deployment to Afghanistan in 2011. After learning an Afghan boy was raped and his mother beaten, Martland and his team leader confronted a local police commander they had trained, armed, and paid with U.S. tax dollars. When the man laughed off the incident, they physically confronted him. They were punished by the Army at the time, but why exactly Martland is now being discharged is a matter of dispute. Army sources cited his accolades including being named runner-up for 2014 Special Warfare Training Group Instructor of the Year from a pool of 400 senior leaders in Special Forces in questioning the decision. Most people think of Special Forces, they think of SEALs and stuff like that. It's not. Special Forces mostly older men, uh, experienced men. They're teachers. They're trainers. They're warriors as well. Obviously, you can't teach what you don't know. But their job is to go and educate uh, freedom fighters and such. That's what they were. That was kind of their main mission. Well, since I forget which president did that. Well, and I'm. But all. They're kicking out all the good people. Yes, they are. Understand that. Uh, They're kicking out all the good people like they did with all the higher generals and stuff. And it's, it's kind of going on down the line. But there's so many people in special forces just not not re-upping. Which means after their four years, they're just going to go home. And they're being counseled by these older... The younger generation is being counseled by this older generation. Don't even bother going into the service until this right. man's out of office. Yeah, these special forces guys, these they're, they're not all brown. They're mostly brain. And uh, yeah, they, so it's a little different when you... The whole other special operations are completely different. They're mostly young people, you know. Well, and I know that this is like the top story on Fox News on their website, but I decided to do it anyway for all the folks out there that stopped listening, watching, and reading Fox News. <laughs> Which is a lot. Um, I don't. I would never say don't watch Fox News. There's some stuff on there worth watching. Hannity. Yeah, but they're allowed to protest with their feet. 
of course she'll have to protest at your feet. It's not much worth watching, but there's a there's like a couple of shows like uh, no, not O'Reilly, no, not unless you like throwing things at your TV set. Oh, guess who was going after O'Reilly? I don't know. Ann Coulter. Oh, really? She called him stupid. <laughs> well, he, I'm like wow. I, I don't know if he's stupid, <laughs> but he's certainly ignorant in many areas. His biggest problem is he thinks he knows your history because he was a social studies teacher. Social studies, you might notice the word social in there, is a socialist construct used to brainwash children into believing that the government's supposed to take care of them from cradle to grave. That's what governments do. Uh-oh, someone has to go, they don't, it's an odd, they don't? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. As for incident in 2011, Hunter told Carter, to intervene was a moral decision, and as Sergeant First Class Martin and his Special Forces team felt they had no choice but to respond. Casey, a former Green Beret teammate, who would only use his first name since he's now a member of a federal counterterrorism team, told Fox News, if I was a commander, I would have given him an award. They saved that kid's life. Martland grew up in South Boston in Milton, Mass., and all-state football player in high school. He set his sights on playing college football after graduating in 2001. Martland went for the Florida State University team, which just finished a season ranked number four in the nation. He made the team, impressing legendary head coach Bobby Bowden and famed defensive coordinator Mickey Andrews. Still, he often remained on the sidelines. When Pat Tillman, a former football player who volunteered for the Army Rangers, was killed in Afghanistan in 2004, he saw Tillman's sacrifice as motivation to apply for another elite program. Bartlett dropped out of college and graduated in 2006 from Special Forces Qualification Course, one of the U.S. military's toughest training programs. Over the years, he became a jump master, combat diver, and sniper. After a deployment to Iraq in 2008, he deployed to Afghanistan in January 2010 as part of a 12-man unit. He and his team found themselves fighting large numbers of Taliban militants in volatile Kandus province. On one mission, one of their vehicles was struck by an IED, setting off a Taliban ambush. Fox News is told Martlin rushed to the scene. He jumped in the turret of the damaged Humvee, exposed himself to enemy bullets while returning fire to help his teammates gather sensitive equipment. Oh, we should throw him out of here right now. We can't have heroes like this running around. That's what the left is thinking. And then when he comes home, we have to ban him from holding firearms. No, they already did that. Anybody coming home from from the Middle East, all the soldiers that saw combat, they're automatically flagged, PTSD, no firearms. Sweet, huh? No, they can't be planning anything. No, nothing at all. I could, they could be just doing this because you just keep telling you these excuses if you like, but uh, what's coming's coming, and you only got to stop it by putting your head in the ground. So I thought he was gone. Uh, then he comes out of nowhere to save us, said an active duty Green Beret who requested anonymity. 
Marlin was awarded a bronze star with valor for his actions. According to one evaluation, he also was praised by General David Petraeus. Oh, he's doomed. See, see? Can't do that. Then commander of U.S. and Allied forces in Afghanistan, who was actually prosecuted for emails that he, he sent to his girlfriend that were not nearly as bad as what we already know. Hillary Rotten Clinton sent in emails. I even heard that his girlfriend had a secret clearance on top of all this. I don't. I didn't hear that. <laughs> but secret isn't top secret. See, this classified secret, uh, a secret, and top secret. Like I had a secret clearance in the Air Force, not a top secret clearance. I didn't need one. Just secret. I don't know. It seemed like what I was doing was pretty important. It should have been top secret because I was putting the codes in on the airplanes for identification friend or foe if you don't fly you don't have the right codes they blow your backside out of the sky so that seems like you wouldn't want anybody to get your hands on that but that was only secret so i can only imagine what the top secret stuff's like no the fact that we have this isn't secret i'm allowed to talk about it <laughs> uh, let's see um oh yeah petraeus gave him the kibosh then because you know Petraeus had to go and anyone he likes has to go but very quickly the Green Berets realized they had a problem with many of the Afghans they were training to become local police officers we had been hearing for months about raping in our province not just in Afghanistan said Daniel Quinn a West Point graduate and the team leader of the detachment sent to Kunduz one day in early September 2011, at their remote outpost, a young Afghan boy and his Afghan Uzbek mother showed up at camp. The 12-year-old showed the Green Berets where his hands had been tied. A medic took him to the back room for an examination with an interpreter who told him the boy had been raped by another commander by the name of Abdul Rahman. After learning of the meeting, Rahman, it's probably Rahman, Allegedly beat his boy's mother for reporting the crime. Hey, this is another good thing about using paper. When I did that, I didn't get sweats all over my computer screen. <laughs> you see, these people are the, the desert. They're desert people, just like the Israelites. And water is precious. So when you spit on someone, when you talk, it's, it's considered like you, a good thing because you're wasting water. So... I'm just telling you how it is, but really. And if you ever, don't ever stand in front of somebody close when they're doing <laughs> stuff, uh, you'll need, you know, you need a towel afterwards. <laughs> it was at this point the Green Berets had had enough. Quinn and Martlin went to confront Rockman. He, he confessed to the crime and laughed about it and said it wasn't a big deal. Even when we patiently explained how serious the charge was, he kept laughing, Quinn said. According to reports of the incident, Quinn and Martland shoved Abdul Rahman to the ground. It was the only way to get their point across, according to Quinn. As a man, as a father of a young boy myself at the time, I felt obliged, obliged to step in to prevent further repeat occurrences, Quinn said. Rahman walked away bruised from getting shoved and thrown to the ground, but otherwise okay, according to the teammates according to his teammates. But Rahman quickly reported the incident to another army unit in a nearby village. 
The next day, a U.S. Army helicopter landed and took Quinn and Martland away, ending their work in Kunduz province. For the next few weeks, both soldiers remained in Afghanistan, but were not allowed to continue their mission. No, it's not a sound effect. That's a real rooster. They were given temporary jobs in Mazar-e-Sharif in northern Afghanistan and later in Herat. Pending the outcome of the investigation, both men were relieved from their positions and sent home. The war was over. And with that, we're going to go to a break. We'll have the rest of the story on the other side. It's Young Cooperative Radio. Show you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 800-764-9168. That's 800-764-9168. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. 
If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Okay, and welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Back to Sergeant First Class Martland. You know, I am really glad that... uh, this is still hour one. Yes. I'm really glad that the alternative news sources are reporting on all of these um, generals and colonels and military personnel being booted. Quinn has since left the Army and started a job on Wall Street. Martland, though, has been fighting to stay in the Army. In February 2015, the Army conducted a Qualitative Management Program Review Board. His supporters suspect because Martlin had a relief for cause evaluation in his service record, the U.S. Army ordered Martlin to be involuntarily discharged from the Army by November 1, 2015. The U.S. Army could not confirm the specifics of Martland's separation from service due to privacy reasons, according to Wayne Hall, an Army spokesman. Man, you think he killed that bum, huh? A child rapist, and uh, he gets in He didn't even kill him. Probably would have gotten less trouble if he killed him. Critics point to the Army drawdown as a reason. One former Green Beret said, any negative mark on a soldier's record can get him kicked out, given the drawdown. Martland still has received the highest scores and evaluations since the incident. It's sad to think that a child rapist is put above one of our elite military operators. Sergeant Martland was left with no other choice but to intervene in a bad situation. The Army should stand up for what's right and should not side with a corrupt Afghan police officer, Hunter told Fox News. A childhood friend who went on to play the NFL, Tim Bullman, said of Martland, you would want him in your corner and protecting your freedom. But he's got to go because of politics. From USA Today, it has been almost four years since U.S. Army Specialist Tyler Roberts has seen a teammate he spent every day with while serving in Afghanistan. That change went Wednesday night. After years of searching, Roberts reunited with Donna, a six-year-old Belgian Malinois, 
at the Carpenter Recreational Center in Thornton. Donna is a retired tactical explosive detective dog, T-E-D-D, trained to sniff out bombs and other explosive devices. The two were deployed with the 101st Airborne to southern Afghanistan in 2011. During their tour, Roberts and Donna found hundreds of pounds of ammunition, of ammonium nitrate and as a result protected dozens of people from harm. When they returned back to Colorado following their tour, the pair parted ways and Roberts began to search for his battle buddy. We separated in September 2011 and I tried to follow her career so that I could adopt her after she retired. But I could never get a straight answer as to her whereabouts, Robert said. Turns out Donna and ten other Teds were adopted by an unlicensed private contracting company that ended up abandoning them at Mount Hope Kennels in Richmond, Virginia. How nice. Is there a, an ending to this story? What happened to their in a kennel? What happened? <sighs> I don't write the news and I don't copy the copy. Copy? Again from USA Today. About one in three jobs are vacant at nine of the nation's regional veterans affairs health care systems, leaving veterans waiting weeks to get care. Or like me, months and months to try and get approval for something I've already been approved of by the national government. Fort Harrelson, which is my my VA hospital, is uh, was actually the one that already approved it. But the people that you have to go through to get approved for outside seeing a doctor only goes by what the federal government says. I mean, the federal government says I'm not. But I, I fit every criteria. I have to drive on forest service roads and they're not maintained year-round. There's no year-round access. I got a snowmobile out of here in the winter. And actually just mileage alone. But all that, and still, for some reason, because because of a fictitious, because of the 911 addresses they fostered on everybody, they had to give us a district for voting and all that, right? So they showed me as living two blocks from the community center, the VA community center. That's what I call them. Um, but I don't. I, I live on top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I keep... We keep trying to tell people that, but everybody gets it here at Fort Harrelson, and the national government doesn't get it at all. I mean, well, you could always pick me up in a helicopter. Back to uh, the veterans. Nationally, one in six positions, nearly 41,000 for critical intake workers, doctors, nurses, and assistants were unfilled as of mid-July in part due to complex hiring procedures and poor recruitment, according to critics of the nation's network of 139 hospitals and clinics that treat veterans. And uh, because they don't pay well, it's a government job. The vacancy data obtained by USA Today through the Freedom of Information Act offers the first look at how serious staffing issues are at some VA hospitals and clinics. It also shows that at many locations, unfilled jobs are driving up appointment wait times. USA Today's analysts found that even a 1% increase in job vacancies 
contributes to more appointments being pushed past a month-long wait. Some of the highest vacancy rates are for psychologists in 13 regional health care systems. That 40 to 64% of psychologist positions are vacant. Nationally, about 21% of such positions are vacant. Well, that's good news for us because the minute you talk to a VA doctor, a psychologist, that's it. You're not going to get firearms anymore. You're on the list. So I'm telling you. And they have this game. They try to make everyone go see a psychiatrist. They gave me an option. If I wanted my medication, I could either go see the psychiatrist or take the MOVE program, which is, you know, Mama Obama's lie. <laughs> she didn't invent anything. Uh, so I did the MOVE program long enough to qualify for my medication. That's that's kind of interesting how they do that, huh? They blackmail you. For your own medication. You hold your medication over your head. you got to do this or you won't get your pills. And, and one of the things you had to do was it was one or the other. And I wasn't going to go talk to a shrink because I didn't need to talk to a shrink. Even if I did, I wouldn't talk to the shrink because you get back to the doctor through the medical records. The doctor will call for a wellness check and they'll come and take my guns. That's how it's happening all over the country. I know nobody's talking about it, nobody's printing it, we don't even talk about it enough. Because sometimes we don't talk about things that don't pop up anywhere on the internet in the usual manner. So uh, we sometimes drop the ball too. Like I said, it's not because I don't want to talk about the baby part thing. It's disgusting. The man should frankly be hung. Uh, Anyone that would do that should be hung. But what are you going to do as long as the national government is not going to do anything about where they put their money? Because they secretly want abortions, it seems, the overwhelming majority of them. Otherwise, why couldn't you cut Planned Parenthood? What does Planned Parenthood do for women? Kill babies. Sell them for body parts at profit. While using our federal tax dollars. That's your money. Your money to deliver live babies to chop up for baby bars. There's been, what, how many videos have been released already? The previous story that you did, remember when I was doing copy, I said I lost a bunch of it? Yes. I lost part of that story. I was going to say, you better get the link up. Please. I can't do that because it's one of those ones that are loading automatically auto audio, and I can't find it. I tried finding it like five times. Oh, you got to go in your... You just don't bother trying to find it. You go in your history. I told you that. No, 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 no. When I get this site up yeah. for the story, it loads video in like five different places. I can't find it. Yeah. So I can't do that right now. Well, then you shouldn't do the first part. Okay. Well, because I didn't know I didn't, I didn't know I lost all of it. I was having a hard time with copy today. Anyway, we're they blowing were... it all over. Let's see, getting them all out of order. And what did I say to do last week? No, Put page numbers in the footers, right? Uh, the dog was reunited with his owner. That was the end of the story. What about the other nine dogs? The other nine dogs they're still looking for, the owners. They were all, oh, they're still looking for yeah, owners. Yeah. You, said, you said that wrong. No, they're still looking for people that want to, that are looking. They're looking for the people that are looking for the dogs. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> now it. No psychologist means less people see the psychologist means they don't lose their guns. 
and their ability to buy guns. Uh, even if you take psych meds, by the way, which they push for everything, it's part of pain management now, the antidepressants. It, they tried to put me on them. I have bad reactions to those things. You mentioned all those drugs they put me on was, no. Well, it's because like a they're, bad used, trip. they're using it for pain management, not for what it's intended to. It doesn't matter for. if you're if you're pres you're prescribed a psych med, you're flagged. So even though they're using it to deal with pain management, you're still flagged. It doesn't matter. They're just looking for a reason to flag people, veterans, so they can't have guns. Who did they say they were most afraid of? That our government was most afraid of, returning veterans, returning war veterans who have the skills to to lead and fight and teach other people how to fight. They don't, bad news, they don't need a gun. They could just teach us how to do it. Well, I'm a little well, old. But again, you know what I mean. They're schizophrenic because they're, they're discharging more and more military. Because, remember the sequester? $500 billion has to be cut by, I forget what date we're coming up on it though. I know, but what you're saying is there's going to be more military in, out here in civilian population to help us get rid of this government. Right, because even if they bar them from getting firearms, they'll, we'll still give them one. <laughs> when the time comes, here, take mine. I have an extra. Uh, I want them to, for leadership and teaching. That's We're going to need like on-the-job training real fast. And who better than the veterans? Of course they're afraid. Heck, if there's enough of them, they could put down the riots that they're fomenting all over the country so that they can have their martial law moment. And I don't know. I'm telling you, it's a, it's weird. It's like they really think they have the election sewn up. And <laughs> move along. Full speed ahead. They're coming after more of the guns, too, using rules in the BATFE. You know how that goes. Of course, it's just, oh, I'm calling Congress to do something about guns, but, uh, you know, if Congress doesn't act, then, you know, that's, <laughs> that's always his thing. It's always his gig. He sets it up, and then he does it. So we know he's, he's, the rules are being, as we speak, they're being written up. And I don't know what they're going to be. Because you're not supposed to be able to change the law by making rules. But they're not supposed to exist anyway. Again, there is nothing the national government is supposed to be looking inward about except invasion. And the only other thing is disputes among the states. Except that they're causing the invasion. That's what's happening. Well, that's the point. If you notice, whatever the Constitution says they must do, they don't. Whatever they, whatever it does, it, it, it's just, they do the opposite. I'm like, God forbid they should do the constitutional thing. What do we get here? It's unacceptable, said my Senator John Tester, Democrat Montana, a member of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. To be fair to my monster Tester, uh, he does, he does work hard for the veterans, I hear. And he brings a lot of pork home to Montana. That's what everyone else seems to care about. Uh, boy, I get, get mad when you call him a commie. Like, well, 
Do you like progressive better? They're like, yeah. They're like, what's the difference? There's, there are no real communists. So this is a problem under bright sunlight now, and it needs to be fixed. It's been under bright sunlight now for, what, six months? This The scandal's on the VA? Longer? Everything's gotten worse. It's like it's like the lion, right? It's saying, "I'm here from the government. I'm here. For, I'm here to help." It's the scariest line you ever want to hear. The more they help, the more the worse it gets. Fayetteville, North Carolina, fifty-nine of its one hundred and eighty-seven physician positions were open in mid-July, and the hospital and its outpatient clinics had only half the psychologists needed to be at full staff. Overall, a third of medical jobs within the system are vacant. A quarter of patients with pending appointments are waiting more than a month past their requested appointment time. This is something we've been dealing with for more than a year, said Fayetteville spokesman Jeffrey Melvin, referring to the long wait times. A lot of this stems from lack of space, lack of providers. It don't, don't be ticked off at the functionaries. They're not the ones that make the rules, tell them what to do. Um, Melvin said uh, we have a hard time recruiting medical professionals to move to the area and the hospital has high turnover because many employees and spouses of military members at nearby Fort Bragg and leave when their partners are transferred to other bases. Fayetteville is one of the nine facilities with clinical employee vacancy rates over 30%. The others are the West Texas Healthcare System in Big Spring, Texas, Roseburg, Oregon, Long Beach, California, Walla Walla, Washington. Yes, that's a real place. Memphis, Reno, Togus, Maine, and Montgomery, Alabama. Scheduling assistants also face clinicals, critical shortages with nearly 21% of positions unfilled nationally. Physician assistants who fill critical primary care and specialty positions have a 23% vacancy rate. Data show more than 5,100 additional physicians are needed across the VA system. Tester has proposed a bill to increase the number of medical residencies by 1,500 in the hopes those doctors stay on. They only stay on if you pay them good and give them, allow them to treat their patients. You do neither. On the House side, Representative Dan Beneshek, Republican Michiganistan, a surgeon who worked part-time as a contractor at a VA facility for 20 years, also has proposed legislation to streamline hiring and improve accountability. Frankly, it's a management problem, Beneshek said in July. Over the past 30 years, the VA Inspector General's office has repeatedly said the agency should have a national recruitment plan to attract and retain physicians. It still doesn't. But you don't have anything they want, like money. And letting them treat their patients how they see fit, both of which you do not allow. Any doctor worth anything doesn't want your job. That's why we get stuck with the worst. It's all institutions the same way. Prisons, military military out hospitals uh the municipal hospital from a city you know takes care of municipal workers all horrible they get the worst doctors in the world we'll talk more on the other side it's young cooperative radio show stay tuned cause we'll be right back
Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien Show airs live in Vivid Red Light Blue, Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Who can make the sun rise? Promise you the moon. Cover you with health care and a miracle or two. Obama can. Obama can. Oh, Obama can, man. Obama can, man. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. She'll be all right for a while. For a while she can smile. Until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack and it doesn't work. Oh, hell! You know I taught her well You couldn't tell That she fakes crying Over The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Rolling uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery. Or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, (laughs) shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. This is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items. 
personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. What were we talking about? Oh, the VA. Isn't that great? I don't want to talk about the VA. <laughs> uh, all right. We have to talk about the VA, Brian. I know. I said I didn't want to. I didn't say I wasn't going to. When uh, you have to recruit 41,000 people, there has to be a coordinated plan, Beneshek said. And when you ask them... There's nobody in charge. You hear, that's not my job. No one's held responsible. The VA leadership says hiring in the past year matched the 9% attrition rate and actually added new employees. What? We're in hour two. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to hour two of the Uncooperative Radio Show. It takes a while to get used to that. Where was I? The agency hired an additional 1,000 physicians and 2,700 nurses in a 13-month period, ending on May 1st. The Choice Act, passed last August, also created 10,000 new medical positions to fill, making vacancy figures appear worse, the spokesman said. See, now, when they were trying to recruit me when I was in um, nursing school, I was in my last year of my bachelor's program. Oh, the program. Air Force was yeah. trying to get you. Every, no, the, all of the armed forces, all of them came. Really? Well, I, yep. I remember the Air Force came first. <laughs> well, and they they all did come. But this is what I don't understand about especially being a nurse, and I don't know about a doctor. But when they were trying to recruit me, I would go in as a lieutenant. And I, with but all the... You were going to go in as a first lieutenant, right. not a second lieutenant. Uh, but first lieutenant... Not a grunt, though, with all the perks that comes with no that. No nurse goes in as a grunt. No nurse goes in as a non-commissioned officer. All nurses are officers, period. 
Right. So why you start would, as a butter bar? So why wouldn't that? Do you know what a butter bar is? No. That'd be a that'd be that first lieutenant thing of. Why did they call it butter? Because it's it's golden, copperish, golden in color. Where oh. first lieutenant, when you make first lieutenant, you get a shiny silver bar. Ah. And, and that means you've been here just long enough to figure out what it is you're supposed to do. Because you start off, it's like coming out as a slick slick stripe out of uh, at a boot camp. You make you get a stripe pretty quick. I'm saying, why wouldn't that entice more people to want to be? Nurses. Well, they didn't. No, I don't think they're giving them all the things that they, they want to give you. you. That's what I'm saying. That's why I brought it up. They were pondering minds. I women. tried to convince her to do it, but she'd have no part of it. I was a New York liberal. That I was trying to explain. Hosp nurses in the Air Force work in hospitals. They don't wear uniforms. Uh, there's no sir, yes sir, no sir. I was Army afraid stuff. of boot camp. Boot camp is. Just exercise. <laughs> and keeping your mouth shut and doing whatever they tell you the way they tell you to do it. Period. You're right. You didn't ever pass boot camp. But, <clears throat> back to the story. The critics say the agency's hiring practices have mired regional facilities in red tape. The whole hiring process is ridiculous, said Lori Butler, who temporarily served as acting chief of human resources in Phoenix before retiring last year. There, a quarter of all clinical jobs are vacant, including 218 nurses, 163 medical schedulers, and 35 physicians as of mid-July. According to Phoenix VA spokeswoman Jean Schaefer, the, the process to hire one person for a clinical position can involve up to 18 steps, from getting approval for the job posting to running credential checks, and can take from four to eight months to complete. By that time, candidates have often accepted a job elsewhere, others said. Brian, in the private sector, I mean, I know she's like just tearing through jobs, but how fast did our daughter get a job? I mean, she's literally, she's tearing through jobs, but that she could have, she's tearing through jobs because she can, because they're hiring these people, getting background checks, done. In the private sector. Not this nonsense. Yeah, well, the private sector sucks, just so you know. And uh, I don't know why they call it the private sector. The public sector it confuses everybody. Government, non-government jobs, that's what we should say. No, non-government jobs I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but someone else might not know. Okay, so the non-government jobs, they interview you, they give you a background check, they make the decision, you're hired. Again, our door is blowing through jobs because of... How fast it is. Well, what the way, yeah, but she's also changing what she's doing every five seconds. It's, 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 she's, she's not keeping the same career. She's not a, a nurse traveling to a new job, into a new job. She is a doofus that has no real, no skills. She's a psychologist. She's got a bachelor's in psychiatry, psychology. So I get everybody thinks she can she handle management stuff and all this kind of the, and she's, she can't. But the point is that that's how fast it is compared to how long it's taking for them to hire one damn person. Of course it takes them longer to hire one person. It's a bureaucracy. The other private hospitals, they have human resources. They take care of it, hiring and firing all the time. Anyway, 
it isn't a nightmare because, again, well, the vets that come home from war might as well speak to someone because they're already, they can't buy guns just because of that fact. Uh, the rest of us, though, uh-uh. Um, Tester said he was particularly concerned about mental health needs. Data from, I warned everybody not to go down the mental health route with the guns. Who decides who's mentally healthy or not? See, who's taking over all our medical records? The government. Why, in God's name, do you give the government the power to make you crazy so that they could take your unalienable rights to keep bare arms away from you? Um, he agrees. Data from the Veterans Health Administration show that the health care system for Fort Harrison, Montana, which Tester represents, has a vacancy rate of 44% for psychologists. Those slots are so important, Tester said. His proposed bill, which is co-sponsored by five other Democrats, would also give the VA more flexibility to hire family therapists and marriage counselors to fill some mental health jobs. Studies have found as many as 20% of the veterans returning from Iraq and Afghanistan suffer post-traumatic stress disorder or major depression. We, of course, do not call it that. It is just post-traumatic stress. It's a natural thing. It is not a disorder. Or major depression and suicide rates for veterans are about triple that of the general public. No, I think I'd rather lose my right to keep and bear arms than kill myself. Just to be clear. I don't want any confusion out there. Yeah, I know. Tester's one of the Democrats that you can count on occasionally for uh, you know, a good vote against gun legislation and uh, pro-hunter, pro-military, that kind of stuff. Otherwise, he's just like the rest of the progs. Physician's assistants, which I was going to become before becoming a doctor, who manage a caseload of patients, have prescribing duties and often are called to run rural clinics to serve as first assistant on surgeries, have slowly been seeing vacancy numbers rise for the past two decades, said Rabina DeSalva, president of the Veteran Affairs Physician Assistant Association. By Next year, 37% of PAs in the VA system will be eligible for retirement. If they all took it, DeSalver said, it would reduce the VA caseload capacity by 1.1 million appointments per year. That's particularly troubling to DeSalver because the military gave birth to the role of physician assistants as skilled military medics and corpsmen returning from Vietnam were steered toward that level of medical training. Graduates from the country's first PA program worked at a Veterans Affair hospital. But as the private sector has bought into the idea of PA serving as an economical primary medical care, demand has grown. And now salaries and benefits in private medical practices outpace what the VA can offer in most locations, she said. The group has recommended the VA do a local pay scale survey and universally cover more licensing and professional development costs. Things DeSalva said were easy fixes that could go away in retaining talent. PAs have the highest turnover rate of all medical positions deemed as critical needs by the Inspector General. 
That's because they're getting rid of doctors and they're getting rid of nurses. They're too expensive. They're using LPNs out here now for nurses. That's certificate level and not even a two-year RN. And they have one RN, I don't know, two or four. I don't know what, what they, whether they care about that or not. But they, they give they work under her license. So the LPNs work under that RNs and I should have said her, I know it's sex is big deal. Uh this it this is this is government run healthcare. And this is a billion times better than it's gonna be when they finally get their single payer system up and running. Because it's gonna be it's got to cover 330 million people. I'm sorry, we've grown since then, I know. But it's over 330 million people. Including, is that not including or including all the illegals? It's not including, it's citizens. Including the illegals, it's even more. Because, of course, they're going to cover it. It's Borders are going to go away and everything. We're all going to be living in swampy Mexico. I, in, it's just horrible. Because it's up to the states to step up, Brian, and stop doing this to their citizens. Say no. This is different. This is uh, this is a mess. The medical thing, that's... Just say no. You need your state governments to nullify Obamacare, but so far, I know no one has. I'll check into that before next show if I ever get a computer again. Uh, the group has recommended the VA do a local pay scale survey and universally cover blah, blah, blah. DeSalva, a veteran herself, said she was optimistic that attention to the problem this year could turn things around. It's not just an occupation, it's a calling. It's being with veterans and taking care of veterans, she said. There's a reason we're at the VA, but you can only do that for so long. Over the past year, the VA has addressed wait time troubles with extended clinic hours at some locations taxing its staff. Vacancies can be addressed by hiring temporary workers, or in worst case scenarios, closing beds if there aren't enough staff on hand, said Joan Clifford, immediate past president of the Nurses Association of Veteran Affairs. It sounds like you also have to join a, a union to be in the VA, too. The Nurses Association of Veteran Affairs. It's a union. The Department of Veteran Affairs also paid for 1.5 million veterans to see doctors outside the agency in the past yeah, year, sent me. Done. I already told them about that. Okay. <laughs> Those private visits have cost U.S. taxpayers more than $7.7 billion, the VA said. Not from us. No, we're not. doesn't cost that much. In Phoenix, interim VA healthcare system director Glenn Grippen acknowledged the huge shortage of clinical staff at a past conference in August, saying it was con contributing to veterans' weights. Staffing at the facility, however, has started to rise overall in recent months, he's, he said. We're trying to get more staff to meet the needs of veterans, she said. We're not there yet, but we're working real hard, of course, because Obamanus' people are freaking out because if this thing falls apart, how are they going to trust them with their own health care? Yep, it's that cynical. In the West Texas healthcare system, a staggering 43.4% of all medical positions were unfilled as of mid-July. The highest rate of all the VA healthcare systems. I'll be darned if Texas didn't do it again. If you're going to do it, do it big. That's Texas. 
Texas is number one. They did it big at 43.4% of all medical positions unfilled. They win big. Texas, boy, you got to give it to them. The vacancies, which are at the George H. O'Brien Jr. VA Medical Center in Big Springs, Texas, and six clinics in nearby cities, including more than half of all nursing and patient scheduling positions, with 562 total medical jobs across all specialties. The system had openings for 108 nurses alone, data shows. No one at the facility could speak to a reporter about the openings. The reason? The network's public information officer had retired, leaving that position empty, a receptionist said. Oh, how convenient. But that was funny. I speak to the reporter about the... No, the reason? Network's public information officer had retired, leaving that position empty. We still haven't found anyone to do that. Who wants to be the spokesperson for the VA right now? Raise your hands. Oh, well. Sorry, state of affairs. And whether it's Obamacare or you call it the Affordable Care Act, I don't know why you call it the Affordable Care Act. It has proven to be very unaffordable. Everyone I hear calling it to show say their their rates skyrocketed. Thousands of percent. Not, not little, double, triple, a lot. And at the same time, their deductible went skyrocketing. Up, pity, up, pity, up. You pay so now they're paying more for an insurance policy that will cover them less. Yeah, that that's affordable, isn't it? Who could afford that exactly? You know, again, everybody who voted for this law should be impeached. Every single person. I don't care. Yet, yeah, so what? Clear out the, the clear out the Senate and the uh, House of Representatives for a little while. They're not doing anything anyway. Then we don't want them to do anything. I know, and they're not. They're, well, actually, they are doing something exactly what Obama tells them to. Well, we'll see about that. We're, I mean, yes, McConnell and, and Tester are, are, I mean, and Boehner are right there in Obama's people's pocket. Uh, I don't know what they got on them, or I don't know if they have anything on them. They're just finally just showing their true colors and deciding they're going to have a last hurrah. This is it, because in... They Senate, you get six years. So you just granted old McDonald another six years to destroy the country. Oh, you heard me. Left-wing Prague, right-wing Prague. Don't care. Just destroying the country. That's their job. Oh, and of course, it's time to push a button of some kind. Now have you ever stopped to wonder why the world's in such a mess? Why there's so much mindless mayhem on the TV and the press? Why so many busy businessmen are snapping from the stress? And the rest of us are jogging from depression. Now has it ever once occurred to you or ever crossed your mind that the problems of this nation are created by design? That no matter what they tell you, there's another bottom line intertwined between the patterns of deception. Since our eyes were first opened and our ears began to hear They've been herding us like cattle through our fantasies and fears They move us through illusion and confusion of the mind And by changing subtle meanings to the words between the lines It's the news behind the news Okay, thank you. Call Clang Clang with K.com. Of course, that means it's time for the 
News behind the news, of course. Uh, horse is a horse, of course, of course. Yeah. Didn't grow up with a... Mr. Ed? I did. They actually tried to make a remake of it, They did they? make a remake of it. Did go over very well. All right, from Fox News. Why? Because it doesn't matter where we get it. <laughs> Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras announced Thursday that he will resign, clearing the way for elections next month as Greece deals with its ongoing debt crisis. Don't elections cost money? <laughs> they don't have any money. <laughs> Who's going to pay for this now? There's no money. You know what he? You know he went and he probably bought a villa somewhere on one of the Greek islands surrounding Greece. And said, "You know what? You deal with this. Oh, he, I'm out of here." He went somewhere. <laughs> he he, he out of there. He got he got heavily invested in gold a long time ago. All right, Cyprus made an announcement Thursday night as the country began tapping into a new ballot deal meant to ensure its financial future. Uh, bailout, not ballot. Sorry, somebody <laughs> was in my light. Uh, officials who spoke only on the condition of anonymity to the Associated Press said the snap polls would be held on September the 20th. The government had been rumored to be considering early elections for a confidence vote since last week when Cyprus faced a party rebellion over a bailout vote in Parliament. It had delayed a decision until after it received the first installment from the bailout and made a debt repayment to the European Central Bank both of which it did Thursday. The see, see, They gave them money and it went right over to the, the bank that, that they owe money to. See? see how that works? The certainty is that the need for elections has arisen. Energy and Environment Minister Panos Scorletis said on state television earlier Thursday. He said there are two reasons for snap polls. One would come just nine months after the government came to power. The first is that dozens of Cyprus's governing left-wing Shariza party lawmakers voted against the government on a bailout deal. Cyprus relies solely on opposition support to pass legislation in Parliament. The government has lost its majority in Parliament. One can't avoid this, Scorletis said. Scorletis, huh? I know I'm probably saying it all wrong because it's, you know, Greek, but sorry. No, I never took Greek. I read some ancient Greek. That's about it. The certainty is the need for elections have arisen. He said there are two reasons to snap polls, and it's telling. All right, so the Shariza lawmakers voted against the government bailout deal. Cyprus relies on the opposition one. The other reason was that Shariza is part of a government that needs to implement a program that is different to that which it was elected for. Cyprus and its coalition government made a major U-turn in policy by accepting stringent budget austerity conditions that creditors had demanded in exchange for the $96 billion three-year bailout program. $96 billion. And they're complaining when the cuts are nothing. I'd complain about the tax hikes because I would I wouldn't suggest that. You don't do that in a recession. Yeah, that's what even Obama said, but he did it anyway, right? All right, uh, $96 billion. Why would you give Greek... Why would they... Wait, what? 
how could you, you do they understand what's going to happen if they don't get bailed out do they have any idea what their lives are going to be like do you think they're going to have all these co- commie socialist ridiculous social justice redistribution of wealth there won't be any wealth there won't be any jobs there won't be any money there won't be any products to buy on and on it goes the whole place will come tumbling down And Well, unless they supply everything they need themselves, their whole economy comes crumbling down. If they can supply all their needs right there on the Greek islands uh, and in the waters, then they're good. Other than that, they're screwed. Cyprus and radical left's Shiriza party came to power in January promising to scrap such spending cuts and hikes. He has since said that accepting the terms was the only way to ensure his country remains in the Eurozone, which opinion polls have shown the vast majority of his population wants. The political uncertainty took its toll on the market, with the Athens Stock Exchange down 3.5% in early afternoon trading. The Greek stock market is coming into a new circle of uncertainty while we are waiting for new elections to be announced, said analyst Evangelos Siotis, head of equities at Guardian Trust Securities. For the stock market, it is a factor of uncertainty. Greek banking is still restricted under capital controls imposed in late June to stem a bank run sparked after Cyprus called a referendum on creditor proposals for reforms following a breakdown in bailout negotiations. There are weekly limits on cash withdrawals, and Greeks can only transfer up to 500 euros abroad per month. Companies have faced problems paying suppliers abroad, with all international payments requiring a laborious process of approval by a special finance ministry committee. Here, there for the grace of God goes the USS of A. Well, the other thing about this that I wanted your opinion on, well, first of all, what's the news behind this news? And second of all, won't, if they're under this austerity for a, a long period it's of time... It's not austerity. They, okay. If they're under, like, you can't take out so much money, won't, wouldn't you en, en, end up getting used to doing that? You know what I'm saying? You would structure your life in a, life in a way you can utilize. But in the meantime, there's transition, there's change, and there's chaos, and that's the way it works. And sometimes the chaos takes over. Greece has capital controls. The econ- All right, why did I say it's not austerity? I'm sick of them calling it austerity. It's not austerity when you're still borrowing money, when you're not balancing the budget. That's not austerity. Austerity means cutting to the core, down to what is absolutely essential, and that's it. That's austerity. Austerity is not, we won't go, so we'll go into debt half as much as we did last year. No. While you live your luxurious socialist life that other people are paying for, notice, it always comes to this. You run out of other people's money to give away, and that's the end of socialism. So that's what happened. The only reason they're still alive is because somebody (laughs) thinks they're important enough in the European Union, and it ain't Germany, to give them all these billions of dollars. Well, we reported last show about how they're not saying how many public sector jobs there are, and that's what's crushing them as well. Oh, no, it's the same problem with every socialist country, as just like the U.S. of A. It's all the bureaucrats. 
It's the same problem everywhere. And and worse, it's not the bureaucrats that are working. It's the bureaucrats that are retired, for goodness sakes. Lois Lerner? She's got a new job. Yeah, but she was getting paid the entire time that she should be in jail. Correct. But nobody indicted her or anything, so there you go. Greece has capital controls. I already did that. Um, do you understand that it has been a difficult month? Siotis said. Greece received the first $14.5 billion from its new bailout package on Thursday, allowing it to repay its ECB debt and avoid being a messy default. European Central Bank is the ECB. Yeah, I know. They need to go. All the central banks need to go. I get it. Free markets, not controlled markets. I, bankers aren't all to blame. The bankers are only part of the problem. The politicians are the other. Greece could not have afforded the debt repayment. I was waiting for you to get out of the lights, Susan. <laughs> Greece could not have afforded the debt repayment, which was confirmed by the Debt Management Agency without the rescue funds from 18 other European nations that share the euro currency. Missing the payment would have raised a few questions about the country's ability to remain in the euro. European bailout fund supervisors approved the release of the first batch of loans on Wednesday evening with 12 billion euros earmarked for repaying debts and the remainder for settling arrears to public sector suppliers. This is what our future looks like if we don't turn this ship around. We won't be the reserve currency forever. And by the way, I'm not worried about China being the economical powerhouse to take us over. They're, they're crushing. They're crashing. They're, they're in trouble. They just devalued their currency to try and save it. And you realize the Obama administration objected to it. It's like the, the stock market had crashed. They're going down. They, was, they were looking at a run on the banks. He objected to it because it's probably another leg of them trying to because destroy they used us. To, no, because they've they've been negotiating with them forever to stop manipulating their currency because it gives them an unfair trading it only gives them an unfair trade advantage if you allow it you could tariff them right back you could tariff china right out of the market i know that would be poor people wouldn't be able to go to walmart like me and buy an expensive crap from china with the price going, I don't really think anything's cheap anymore. The price is, I should be getting the best quality of everything. But we can crap all shipped in for overseas. Someone said to me, wouldn't that hurt the manufacturing base the other day to me? And I'm On like, Twitter. No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't? And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> it already was. Oh, well, that's when our neighbor was over. You actually talked. Oh, you actually talked to a real person. Yes, I've talked. I do talk to real people sometimes. <laughs> Very rarely. There are real people listening right now. <laughs> I'm talking face to face. Oh, the only one I've talked to face to face is my worst, my enemy, and my neighbor. Before you go on. Before I go on. I don't want to interrupt you in the middle. Oh. Because you get aggravated. I just, ladies and gentlemen, we are a reserve currency. That's the only thing that's kept us alive. Uh, both China and Russia have been pushing hard to 
take that away and use something else for the servers even talk about bitcoin by the way <laughs> taking over bitcoin uh, watch out bitcoin people they're talking about taking over bitcoin yeah, it really won't be bitcoin when russia is running it right <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to go to commercial breaks. Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 
Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Did I? Did we tell you we're sharing one laptop between us? Yes, over and over and over again. But what she did tell you is she has all our article deadlines coming in, and so she has to have the computer to write, which means I pretty much I barely get the computer at all. Um, and also because at night it's our television. So, I mean... It, it, we do everything on the computer, so this is a good. And I've, all my quick fix, all my quick fix ideas haven't worked. Uh, the one laptop, the battery didn't fix it. This, this needs another one of CMOS batteries, by the way, but a different one. Uh, it needs one as well. But there's something wrong with the CD-ROM drive, and uh, since you can't boot into Windows because there's something wrong with the, the person corrupted their Windows program somehow. I, I need to be able to boot off something, and it won't look to anything external, so I'm just going to have to replace the motherboard because I don't have any IDE stuff, and I don't. I, frankly, I don't want any. It's a full-size tower, so I'm sure I can find motherboards that will fit it. It just has to have the right bolt pattern. But that's all pie in the sky. Uh, may, maybe we'll be able to get a Raspberry Pi going. That's about it for now. Exactly. Journalists, that's why I brought this up. A lot of stuff from Fox News or places, you know, getting a lot of stories from one place. She had to put this together rather quickly today. So, we're both, like, stuff to do with politics is getting crunched, so it's getting difficult. Anyway, this is from, again, it's from Fox News. Journalists may be ignoring the firestorm surrounding a series of damning undercover Planned Parenthood videos, but the beleaguered abortion provider is not turning its back on the fourth estate. What fourth estate? <laughs> on Tuesday, Planned Parenthood honored 16 journalists from such media outlets as Yahoo!, MSLSD, Cosmopolitan, BuzzFeed, and others, according to the Media Research Center. Named for Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger, the Maggie Awards recognize exceptional contributions that enhance the public's understanding of reproductive rights and health care. There is nothing about abortion that's uh, reproductive. It's, it stops reproduction. There's nothing about women's birth control that's reproductive. It stops reproduction. I could keep going on. That's not health care. That is not, sorry, that's not reproductive rights in health care. It's the opposite. And that's why men should get Viagra and women shouldn't get, be able to get abortions. Or their birth control paid for. All By right. the taxpayers. Well, paid for by who else? Of course. <laughs> You're on your own. Fly, little birdie, fly. 
So anyway, uh, <clears throat> these issues including abortion, of course. We are thrilled to honor this select group of fearless journalists and activists for the their always honest, brave, and accurate reporting on sexual and reproductive health. There's nothing healthy or reproductive about stopping reproduction. It's the opposite. Why do you make them let them frame this this way? And yeah, the the, the pro-choice, pro-life is kind of cute, but let's be let's talk abortion, not. Not PC terminology, okay? So, fearless journalists. <laughs> and activists for their always honest brave, blah, 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 blah. Said Cecil Richards, president of Planned Parenthood Federation of America. These are the stories that empower and educate. Empower and educate whom? Empower women to kill unborn babies in their womb. Oh, that's a laudable task indeed. Margaret Sanger is proud, proud, proud of Planned Parenthood. She wanted to kill off the vermin and the black and the mud people. She referred to them and all kinds of other things, the sickly. The, uh, yeah, she's a eugenicist. She wants to like, kill people that, she, you know, would be her idea of the kind of person she wants in her society. Well, and I was just so amazed that the Smithsonian, remember we reported on this too? had her bust in front of a picture of Martin Luther King. Yeah, I, I mean, remember. seriously. <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh, wait, you weren't. You know why they're doing this? This is why I think this, what the news behind this news is. They're doing it to counteract the journalists that are against them. They're honoring journalists that are for them. Yes. Just as they... And this way people can tune in and see the award ceremonies, see how wonderful Planned Parenthood is. They paid for all that with dead baby parts. Do you still think that way? The stories of women communities of color, members of the LGBT community, and it is incredibly important that these stories are told and amplified over the next year. Why would anybody in the LGBT community, why would they need anything from Planned Parenthood? They're, les they're homosexuals. They don't reproduce. They should need abortions. Or birth control. <laughs> or birth control. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, the males may be condoms, you know that's is? about it. But. Again, this is just, the uh, everyone, all the progs jumping on the bag wagon of this new LGBTQ, those poor Q people, Brian, they're so not represented. Well, now our military is going to be LGBTQW. What they're doing is just... You didn't understand that, did you? No. W? Yeah. Women. Ah. The military is going to be nothing but LGBTQW. Yay. Isn't that wonderful? But they're just jumping on the whole, this is the, tr the this is the, this the, is wonderful. the thing. Now you have to include Empowering LGBT. Empowering It's the thing. If it wasn't for abortion, I wouldn't have gone, risen as high as I heard this one Democrat said, because uh, she went on to, you know, become a, well, community organizer, a pundit, you know, uh, political activists, if you will, but that she couldn't have accomplished all she accomplished if she had to be shackled to childhood, to having to bear children. No woman should be shackled to her reproductive organs. Well, I then, think you should. It's part of your body. By definition, you're shackled to it. She's not shackled. She just needs to keep her legs closed. Or she could have it all scooped down. What? 
Oh, well, what do they need it for? Um, and it is incredibly important that these stories are told and ampl amplified over the next year. Of course, it's, she's talking about the echo chamber in the left. Among the individual prizes doled out at the annual event was an award to Salon's Valerie Torico for a story entitled, I am pro-abortion, not just pro-choice. Ten reasons why we must support the procedure and the choice. You had, we give you choice. It's called consensual sex choice there say say no and you won't get pregnant see simple i ain't prone to the event came as the abortion providers federal funding is being threatened by lawmakers sickened by a series of undercover videos posted online by the center for medical progress the videos include interviews with former lab employees who worked with planned parenthood as well as undercover video of officials discussing what appear to be illegal practices, including the possible sale of fetal body parts. Why is that chicken talking so much? Did you check for eggs? We have chickens, rooster, chickens, hens, eggs. I was wondering if you checked for eggs because I checked this morning. We got two. Well, we've lost. What are we down? To? We're down to five hens now. And only three of them are laying. And it's going to be time to get a new flock. But I have to get a... I have to build an actual proper chicken coop first. In most recent of six videos, a former lab technician for STEM Express, which worked with Planned Parenthood, described cutting through the face of an aborted fetus whose heart was still beating to harvest its brain. Oh. My. Lord, what have we become? We became Dr. Frankenstein. I mean, evil is really, really here. It's all around us now. While Fox News Channel has covered the release of the videos, which have prompted calls in Congress for defunding the organization... And have also become a topic of debate in the Republican presidential primary. The American Bama Corporation, the Communist Broadcast Service, the Communist News Network, and the National Bama Corporation have, or the National Bureau of, Commun of Communists, if you will, have ignored the videos altogether. In some cases, made passing mention of them. I remember the passing mentions. Heavily, heavily edited. Heavily edited. You, you mean it was part of a bigger video that was already disclosed that's why there's more to come well fox uh, since the release of cmp's first video the networks have engaged in a near blackout of the story said katie yoder of the media research center abc nbc cbs spent an embarrassing total of 0.008 percent of their news shows playing the CMP footage exposing Planned Parenthood. One minute, 13 seconds out of 243 hours and 30 minutes. Sanger, who died in 1966 at the age of 86, is seen by many as a feminist pioneer and the first activist for birth control. Yeah, so that people that were less savory would stop reproducing. But her speeches and writings in the early 20th century also include calls 
for sterilizing the feeble-minded and limiting the number of children parents could have. China. Planned Parenthood's Margaret Sanger was an expert at manipulating the media to support a eugenics vision of racial cleansing for America. And don't you think the Chinese read Margaret Sanger's eugenics? You bet she, they did, and they probably got the idea from her book. So I made it to support our eugenics vision of racial cleansing for America, said David Daladen, project leader for the Center for Medical Progress. Planned Parenthood continues in Sanger's bold to this day. Both in its Planned Parenthood continues, uh, both in its utilitarian use of the human beings it aborts and in its close relationship with media elites and political cronies who receive the Margaret Sanger Award. Yes, let's all let's all give someone the Maggie. That seems to be like the booby prize. Margaret Sanger would be. She's a monster. She's she's evil. She was. Not, she likely didn't go to the happy place when she died. That's the thing, though, Brian. Now you can support this if you didn't know the backstory. Especially I, I, can't, I can't I can't support even the notion that one tax dollar goes for abortions. I'm talking or about to free up money for abortions. I'm talking about being proud of receiving a anything in this woman's name after you find out who she is. I mean if you didn't know who she was, that's one thing. But once you find out, really yeah, But that once she finds out they're gonna have to like rethink their whole their whole nonsense about abortion and you know, the left can't take it. They're emotionally tied to their ideology. Conservatives, we learn, we grow, we experience, we learn from our mistakes, we continue to grow. Progs just continue regurgitating the same old nonsense. They don't learn. They don't. They don't want to learn. They they want everything to feel nice. Everybody should be holding hands, singing kumbaya, and we should all be in a big cuddle puddle having sex together. Ew. <laughs> Seriously, ew. That's what the, that's what these kids coming out. Are I know like. it. I know. From the Associated Press, with one medical marijuana dispensary open in Sparks and another opening before the end of the month in Reno, marijuana establishments are gaining traction in Nevada. Our listeners hate us because every time I see a medical marijuana story, <laughs> we have to highlight it. Yep. Uh, it's because it states rights. We know for a fact it actually works, and it. People do need it. And I don't care if other people abuse their access to it, as long as the people that need it get it. Why are you such sting- Why are you so stingy? Who cares? You worry about the ones that really need it, not the ones who, you know, get it erroneously. It works when nothing else works. As a nurse, I have seen firsthand, yes. As a chronically sick person, I have experienced it firsthand, yes. And no, for the last time, it's not the THC because it, those THC pills just made me stoned, stupid, and hungry. Oh, and sleepy. Yeah, you know what? For the cancer patients, the um, Marinol, that's the THC he's talking about. What they did is they took the pharmaceutical companies, took the THC out of the regular marijuana and just put it in this little pill and yeah, decided they, ba- they were going to give it to people and that's going to work. They basically made hash oil and put it in a gel cap, okay? Right. And that's <clears> one thing it didn't do for my cancer patients was make them hungry. It just made them sleepy. They would go to sleep. I don't remember if I was hungry, but I remember... 
It oh, was stupid because in my way, case, it's supposed to help a chron- something that's acute. An acute attack means something that happens suddenly. You, you can take the pill, but it, ta- it takes too long to take any effect anyway, even though it never had the proper effect. It would still not have worked for me because it would be too slow. Yes, and the VA gave it to him, so yes. there we go. Again, and the federal agency. Yeah, it was $800 a month. You paid $800 a month for me to take Marinol, and I, I didn't take it. I ended up not taking it all, stopped taking it, took myself off it. <clears throat> so there is a difference. It's not just THC. There's hundreds of thousands of cannab- cannabinoids inside the cannabis plant that all have receptors in the body. This is the other thing they don't tell you. There are receptors specifically for these substances in your all over your body. Think about that. Why would that be? Why would you have the lock that fits the key or the key that fits the lock, depending on how you look at it? <clears throat> Behind the scenes, dispensaries are supported by grow facilities, cultivation centers, testing labs, and consulting firms all of whom face the unique strategies of being in a burgeoning yet federally illegal industry. It's not federally illegal because they did not amend the Constitution to give them the right to prohibit marijuana or any other drug. They uh, To find it, go. Get back to me when you find it in that Constitution. You won't. <clears throat> so anyway, one of the biggest challenges they face is financial In the marijuana industry, traditional banking is virtually impossible, and Nevada businesses have to find ways to work within the confines of a cash-only industry. Banking institutions are federally regulated, and often when marijuana establishments try and open accounts, their funds are automatically thrust into a legal gray area. Any banking relationship can be seen as money laundering or accepting money from drug traffickers, said Chris Crane, Managing partner at National Marijuana Adv- Advocacy Group for Front Ventures. Was that for supposed to be there? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> In 2014, the Justice Department Treasury Department announced guidelines to help banks work with legal marijuana establishments, but most banks find the requirements too onerous. If a bank is doing business and they suspect for some reason that the money being deposited is from ill-gotten gains or suspicious activity, they're required to file a suspicious activity report, Kane said. Banks who want to work with marijuana businesses, even if they operate in a state where the industry is legal, have to be willing to file a suspicious activity report on the business's accounts four times per year. And also, they're deemed, uh, they're in a crop, the same... What was the name of that? Oh, that operation. Uh, operation Choke Point. It, this also falls under Occupation Choke Point because it's been listed as a high-risk business. They also list gun dealers as high-risk now so that banks don't want to do business with them. You don't want to do business. High-risk, dealing with high-risk businesses, they're just not going to bother. And so they were. the Congress has been trying to undo that by the way, behind the scenes, I know that. Because th- there are people, the gun dealers now have nowhere to put their money. They can't take credit cards. They can't take checks, cash. You know, this is not good. And I have to go to break, so we'll talk more on the other side. Shout Cooperative Radio, shoot, stick tune, because we'll be right back. 
when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel that global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you? Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist socialist paradise. Just walk Bike or drive your carbon-graded vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks and pickup trucks and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our base somehow. Besides... What will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the land, across the nation. Sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation. If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. President, because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. 
The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com As president, I expect to be judged and should be judged by the results of this program. Breaking news, the uh, May jobs report just came out and the numbers are not good. The unemployment rate went up. 40 consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Government payrolls down 13,000, construction down 28,000. 300,000 more long-term unemployed. The U.S. saw the smallest increase in jobs in a year. Any way you slice it, uh, looks like last summer all over again. Practically nothing about this report that was positive. Well, this is Obama's economy, that's fine. Give it to me. Okay, Ed, welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Now, I want to have a comment here. Uh Uh-oh. If we did not allow the federal government to get in bed with us and in bed with our states, this would not be a problem because this is a state's rights issue. The banks should be controlled. Why are the banks controlled by the Fed? Why? Because Why? We, we, Why? we begged them to. We're idiots. Yes, we are. The banks should be able, just like insurance companies, to vie for contracts in each area that they are Except in a different banking- state. The banking and financial sector is incredibly overregulated. The design, the reason for it, it's to keep the people that are on top on top and keep us from starting out at the bottom and taking a piece of their pie. They don't so like that. Now, this new industry and an old industry like the gun industry are being penalized because we're allowing the feds to do this. Well, yes, because now what do you do? You can only take cash for guns. This causes all kinds of problems. You can't. You can't bank. Uh, so what do you do with the money? Well, you know what? If you were in Greece, you couldn't even take out money to do any of this because it's limited. But yeah, but in Greece, their currency is not worth a whole lot of beans. You know? I'm just saying, we're supposedly going the way of Greece. And there you have it. But much larger. We're bigger than the whole European Union. And again, could states nullify this? Nullify what? Banking regulation? In their state. They could, if the bankers wanted to work with them. But it depends on the political attitude of your bankers, whether they want to work up in the banking sphere, up into the big international banking people, you know. Well... Part of the new world order? Yeah. But also, I'm trying to get around this constitutionally, like... Because they can't coin money, they can't incur debts, the the uh, states, everything they're doing, I know. So I have to make a hypothetical then. Hypothetically, if they wanted the banks to take over their banks in their state, could they do that on a level? Or is that really part of the federal government's purview as per the Constitution? No, there's nothing in the Constitution that allows them to get into the business of banking. In fact, Madison and Jefferson told Washington, and... 
no, in no uncertain terms. You don't have the authority to create the first bank of the United States of America. And he's like, and uh, uh, of course, you know, you know, my arch enemy, Alexander Hamilton, was whispering in his ear that it, there's implied powers. There's implied powers. So him and John Adams were to make the argument for for him creating the first bank of the United States of America, and Jefferson and Madison was to give the opposing reasons. In other words, the reasons why he shan't do it. <laughs> you shan't. Now, he chose to side with Adams and his aide-de-camp, Alexander Hamilton. This is a black mark on his record forever. Most presidents have at least one anyway. But yeah, did that, that was a, he was the he you might not know this. He presided over the Constitutional Convention of 1787. So he heard all the debates, everything. Everything that you hear when you go to patriotspub.us and listen. Day by day all those debates he heard them all. He understood why they decided what for, knows exactly what the Constitution means, and Madison and Jefferson tell him that, and he sides with Adams and Alexander Hamilton. All right, so, so he knew better. Now. He was looking for a reason, a good reason that he could make fly, and he he decided he could, he could make that one fly, and he did. Right, because he wanted power. He didn't. He really wanted a bank that, that would... There needed to be a bank to take care of our debts. That's the next thing I was going to ask you. If they didn't have create the Bank of America, how were they going to take uh, take care of the debts that were incurred during the Revolution? Well, this, that's what I was going to get to. Thank you. It, it's the bank called the Treasury. So the Treasury could have handled it. Treasury is supposed to handle it. And Treasury could handle anything we Make, have to do for Of course, the Treasury. The Treasury is where the money is. It's where they print the money. What that they're not supposed to print. It's where they coin the money. All that would be the mint. Anyway, yes, the treasurer should be in charge of borrowing and lending and all that kind of nonsense. Of course, um, this this is just more government taking over more, 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 more. If you don't know, all the whole thousands, tens of thousands of small banks were closed all around the country during this sort of recession because we reported on it. Yes, we did. We covered some of it. There's so much, so much more happened since then. It's still, still going on. They're centralizing power, and who's benefiting? The ones who got our money and got bailed out at the top. You, you notice the rich guys up there. Millionaires are now billionaires. Billionaires are now trillionaires. Really, that's how that's how, what's happened. But it's really nothing's changed because the value of the dollar buying value, it's the same pretty much. But now they're trillionaires instead of millionaires. And this brings up another thing with this all-cash industry. There are, they are watching how much money we take out of the bank at any given moment and how many transactions we did at any given moment. And then they're reporting it to the feds. Correct. So this all-cash industry is also going to be impacted because of that. Well, they just said previously it's impacted more. It was already impacted. Which, what? It, they're not going to be able to bank. It's just, it's not, unless Congress does something. And we always hate the when banks, Congress does something. They're not going to do it. And like I said, it's the big money changers that always make out. Uh, I don't understand why, in God's name, we bailed out a bunch of 
rich people that play with money like they're toys. I never understood that. I want to make that clear. Nothing is too big to fail. Nothing. So back to the story. Um, yeah, it, it does tie into guns, and who knows what else it's going to tie into? Marijuana, gun shops. What could be next? What what other thing does he want to kill? The only manufacturer we have left in this country, I think, is guns. Everyone's like, well, why they just go in the go get a job in the manufacturing industry? We don't have a manufacturing industry. We've shipped that all overseas. That's just the way it is. It's a sad spot we're in, but believe me, once we get back to the Constitution, the whole world opens up and rainbows start to shine. And no, that's really horrible that you would go there. Homosexuals don't own the rainbow. All right. <laughs> After all, leprechauns, gold is kept on the other side of the rainbow. So as such, businesses actually have to pay everything in cash for employees' salaries to taxes, which are dropped off as wads of bills and duffel bags to the proper government officials. They also can only accept cash from customers in exchange for marijuana sales. Again. So wait a minute, they can't accept cash for anything else? They're not allowed to accept cash for it? What the hell is that? Again, what you always say, though, Brian, why am I carrying out a government... Uh, duty by collecting taxes for the government. Well, but that's just different. He wasn't, he was just paying whatever percentage that he owed them. Uh, you know, income tax. They don't get to write off everything like businesses, other businesses do. They don't get to write off anything. So, you know, if they got a 40% sales ta a tax on it, then that 40% goes to the government. Right, and they're doing it, dropping it off in wads of bills and duffel bags. And, and they supposedly want us to stop using money. Wish they make up their mind. I told you. They're uh, schizophrenic. One, I think one hand doesn't know what the other hand's it's doing. A, it's a schizophrenic... It, that's a schizophrenic statement, which I just made. <laughs> think about it. Uh, anyway, so this is like... Man, this is... Even criminals don't do this. Well, <laughs> walk criminal, around lots of money. Well, criminals they have to don't be pay, more creative than that. They don't pay taxes. Oh, they pay taxes. Criminals don't. Oh, they want to pay taxes. That's how they launder their money. Not the average criminal. You're talking big-time criminals. No one else is going to be doing that kind of thing. I'm talking about, you know, mobs and stuff like well, that. Well, this is akin to a mom-and-pop shop. Well, it doesn't have to be a mom-and-pop shop. This could be any size. And... Every you know the any notice anything the left is hostile towards any industry, it's attacked it's attacked in some way by this administration. Everyone the left don't, doesn't like they're gonna oh, let's wipe out all of them, and then what are you gonna be left with? Well, you're gonna be left with a bunch of pissed off conservatives that are armed. <laughs> oh man, I want to make that joke again. Uh, the the all-cash industry then imparts risk to not only businesses, but also customers who can be targeted for robberies as they go both in and out of dispensaries. That's right. That's absolutely correct. They've taken to hiring armed guards in these dispensaries in California. 
just saying. Why? This is like bizarre. It's like a. It might as well be the black market. I mean, it, everything's in cash. It's worthless paper. I mean, I don't get it. I think you they'd want to be paid in gold. All debts of the state's supposed to be paid in gold, by the way. To the national government. That's to the you then not allowed to go into debt. I know they're in debt, but they're not allowed to go into debt in the constitution. It, that's one of those places it just says it outright and for some reason nobody understands it. Well, and again, this is another thing about safety. Um the FDIC regulations, which is what this is, mm -hmm. no, under... Well, was, no, this is a whole mecha works. Remember that Todd Dodd-Frank, that bill they put out? That's this, too. Um, it's all the, all the statutes that have been put out down through the ages on this. I mean, for the federal government to come out to the banks and say, we'll protect you? Well, whose money are they protecting them with? They don't protect anybody. They don't protect the banks. They protect you. FDIC pays the depositors, not the bank. Okay, again, safety. Except, I hate to break it to you, they don't have enough money in there to cover a quarter of what's out there in the banking industry today. Right. So if if a big thing happens, You're only a very small amount of you may get money, or they may just say, the heck with it, since it's such a so small number, we'll just keep it. And the rest is SOL, like us, the little people. Yep. That's what always happens. So, socialism designed to lead to communism. However, it never does, because in between comes tyranny. Once there's tyranny, you stop moving in the old government trail. The light just went out. <laughs> I know. I saw that. <laughs> wasn't plugged in all the way. Okay, so we gave one up. of those ten-year lights, you know, those magic lights. <laughs> They've yeah. already had one of those explode right over my head. Yes, that we're forced to buy. Um, you know again, what that means? Aerosol mercury, right? Yeah, lovely. Hmm. Again, we gave up our liberty for safety. All of this is about that. It's always the government saying, oh, "I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make some sure bad things don't happen to you, and if they do, I'm going to fix them." Oh, you mean like that river spill? Exactly like thank the river you, spill EPA, with the yellow. I don't know what that was. Sediment that turned yellow. Sludge. No, they didn't have sludge. Just horrible chemicals. Uh, you know, stuff that, but stuff that comes out of the out of the ground from the mines. It's, it's not like it's not. It's, not, it's hard to explain. <laughs> it's only bad when it's condensed like that in large amounts. Uh, and and if they just you know found a way to spread out all the tailings over different places it wouldn't be a big deal at all but i do tell you when you go into those mine tailings in the colorado rockies uh we stayed there we camped on top of one and i started tasting metal in my mouth and i decided it was time to leave so yeah there are there is stuff under the ground that should stay underground or be utilized and not left lying around but see you Eco-nuts out there, you Enviro-Nazis should get together with them and figure out how to utilize all that stuff rather than keep them in big containment pools. And I still say it wasn't an accident. There, I'm, all right, it, was, it wasn't an accident if they turned it into a Superfund site. That would make me right. If they don't, maybe not. 
But if they make it into a super fun site, I guarantee you this is about money and control and also federal control, of course, over the super fun site. We shall see, but uh, just almost I'm very rarely wrong. Sorry, I, I know. Who wants to hear that? All right, without the ability to pay with a debt or a credit card, a debit or credit card, customers carry cash on their way in and marijuana on their way back to their cars. All cash industries increase the likelihood of mischief. Oh, add to that that the the sheriff asks them to do stuff like uh, not allow people to wear guns when they go into the marijuana store. Did they just explain to you why you would want to wear guns going into a marijuana store? And coming out, armed armed guard, me guarding myself, armed. See, problem solved. Liberty solves all the problems, except fear. You're stuck with that. There's nothing wrong with fear. You just better learn how to harness it properly. Don't let it take you over. Use it. Anyway, so all cash industries increase the likelihood of mischief," said Leslie Bucksh. Buckscore, yep, managing partner at Las Vegas-based marijuana adversary advisory firm Electrum Partners. Let me try that again. Las Vegas-based marijuana advisory firm Electrum Partners. I've been surprised that there have been very few robberies. It's a public safety risk, and so far we've seen we've been fortunate that nothing else has happened. While the banking situation is being worked out, local marijuana establishments make do with using cash. Silver State Relief, the the state's first dispensary and 374 labs, a medical marijuana testing facility, are two of the northern Nevada establishments that have had to resort to paying their employees in cash and keeping money in and off-site storage area. Early this year, the Las Vegas-based First Security Bank of Nevada, the most prominent bank in the state to publicly cater to legal marijuana businesses, withdrew its offer to hold marijuana-related accounts due to the high administrative costs. That would be to the national government. Frequent inspections of their accounts, monitoring for suspicious activity, and other federal compliance measures would take up an exorbitant amount of time and resource for the bank, which has already already in a delicate legal situation. You know, they are right. They're in a bad spot only because they have anything to do with the national government. Because people thought that was better than trusting bankers. So you trusted politicians to stop bankers. I don't think you've thought this through. There's too much risk involved for them, Boxer said. It became overwhelming. If businesses do try to use traditional FDIC-insured banks... They can have their bank accounts shut down even for remote affiliations with the industry, like consulting firms or paraphernalia manufacturers. Boscor is also the founding chairman of the Nevada Cannabis Industry Association. Three of his organization's bank accounts were shut down just for having the word cannabis in the name. Despite never handling the plant, he said. Nevada, however, may be ahead of the national curve in solving the banking challenge. One option that may soon become feasible in Nevada is thrifting banking. 
thrift banking, which are banks that operate like small local credit unions to work around the federal regulations of traditional banking. Thrifts in Nevada will be allowed to use deposit insurance from private insurers instead of the FDIC, which reduces the high-end burden of cost administration for the banks. This workaround came from an amendment to a mortgage lending bill in this year's legislative session introduced by Senators Tick Segerblom and Patricia Farley. Would repeal the FDIC restrictions currently imposed on banks, allowing for institutions to get private insurance. The bill AB 480 was signed by Governor Brian Sandoval and the sections pertaining to thrift banking became effective June the 9th. See, the market always tries to find a way. The free market is always trying to find a way to rear its ugly little head, thankfully. Ah, pshaw, to damaging the marijuana is damaging to the fabric of society, man. Well, see, if I say it like a stoner, it sounds stupid, but when you say it, you think it sounds smart. I'm just saying. Oh, no, there's a butt that needs to be pushed. I must talk more. And she's she trying to sneak in while I'm talking, so I talk over the noise. I'm giving all her secrets away tonight. <laughs> so this thrift banking is a pretty cool idea. And... Uh, Eventually, I figured something had to happen because we're talking lots of money. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they probably have warehouses full of money. You know, and I like the idea of private insurance. Me too, especially since the federal insurance can't possibly cover all the banks they're, fun they're covering. Not a chance. Not even close. Again, if it's a big thing, the FDIC only has enough to do about a quarter of the deposits. Well... That's it. And we don't even know how much funds they have. They might have been robbing from them all along or they for have, all the pet projects they want. They, they, yeah, they don't have. You know what? Like the like Medicare, it's bond. You know, it's a. a well, I was told they have the, the resources, so that doesn't mean that anything. doesn't mean they do. <laughs> Got to be kidding I mean, me. I know the source was it. We're no. being told that the, the that good no that we're being told the unemployment numbers. We're being told how many illegals are here. Yeah, right. No. We're still only 11 million, And, and again, we never amended the Constitution to print money. And no, you don't get to say coining money, printing money, it's the same thing. No, it is not the same thing. If they wanted to print money, they would have said print money. They knew about printed money. We had printed money. It was called the colonial. That is worthless as a colonial. Remember? If you're a history I know. Boss. You always say this almost like every show. Fiat money fly away eventually became worth a zero. The Confederate also... The Confederate dollar also eventually zero. But more importantly, they did, they knew already at the convention that there was going to be no printing of money because that just doesn't work. They wanted coins because they had to be minted from something of intrinsic value. So you have a hunk of silver in your hand regardless of what happens to the, the economy or the government or whatever. Yeah, at this point, the... Uh currency of greece they might as well have seashells <laughs> drachmas no they don't have their own currency right now they're they have the euro no, right but if they're if they could go back to the drachma i guess they didn't want to no but no. that's their only salvation if they could live 
in a bubble by uh, had their economy nothing about them they can walk away right now zero zero sub yep. do whatever they want we've talked about this before that's a good plan but of course they're not going to do it because they have so many generations of people on the dole well you want a country on the dole you can still build the country on the dole but it's got to be self-sustaining see that seems uh, pretty pretty fair doesn't it you know, well, because if they go back to the drachma, they're not going to be part of the European Union, uh, not part of the euro dollar. Their drachmas are going to be worth nothing. You'd be like a million drachmas for a loaf of bread. What? That's already happened. Kidding me? Weimar Republic? It's it's spelled Weimar Republic? Uh, yeah, you make the famous picture of the little old man. He's all skinny and in these... Uh, same colored kind of work clothes, and he's got a wooden wheelbarrow, and it's just full, over full, really, stacked high with with money, and he's going to buy a loaf of bread. Right now, in Zimbabwe, I, I yeah, think, I think my, old buddy, uh, my old buddy, Loki, had, had purchased a million-dollar yep. bill. And he think he, I think he paid a dollar or something for it. Uh, he wasn't sure. It was, about, it was nothing. It was like a dollar. But yeah, it still goes to show you a million dollar, a dollar, boy, a million dollar bill. So what is the, There's no buying power for the Zimbabwe dollar. Same thing happened to Weimar Republic. Same thing's going to happen to every fiat currency. Period. End of conversation. Sooner or later, including our dollar. So it would be better to start moving back to the proper constitutional minting of of gold and silver coins so where we're ahead of the curve and then when the whole country goes kaboom we'll be fine well because you do stuff like that you start you know thinking well i'll lower let's lower the money the corporations let's lower the corporate tax to nothing we're already taxing the people taking the dividends and the and the top of the the stockholders that's double stock taxation we don't need to do that publicly traded companies will be taxed at zero because they're already taxing the shareholders that bought shares in the company. That's double taxation anyway. It's wrong. So zero. That would be the lowest in the world. We will now be attracting industry instead of shedding it. That simple step right there. That simple step. And if the states want to get around on the boom, they better do so to their state tax as well. Follow suit. Look, free, that's a free market. That's what we want. The people, the, the consumers, the consumers of products will decide what they want, what they don't want. That's how the system's supposed to work. I know. I'm a financial anarchist, I've been told. I, I, like, being, I like being called an anarchist. No, that was from my Mexican connection. Ah, you still, you didn't talk to him on the phone. I did over Skype. That was a and long actually it was time vi- ago. Actually, it was video Skype. That was a long time. You weren't ago. here. Ah, uh, I don't know what he does when I'm not here. And That's I'm right. Down. What's what happens on the mountain stays on the mountain. <laughs> I'm gonna push a button. Go ahead. Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state?
Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. Okay. Take your call, Clang Clang with the K.com. And of course, that means it's time for the Legal Ad Invasion Report. I've been playing Carl Klein a lot tonight. Usually I'm playing lots of Shanklin. I did too, Klang. And a couple of Shanklin too. Did, do you want to keep advertising or can I read? You <laughs> can read. From CNS News, a reporter with the National Public Radio, <clears throat> NPR. We pay for that. Oh. That disgusting anti-american piece of crap knotheads on the npr radio yes npr national public radio it's free no it isn't we pay for it and why do we pay for it everybody can get satellite radio now we don't need npr oh but then how will we get our progressive message to everybody in the country that's kind of the point pay for it you did say we were hour three right i didn't i Signal to you. I was sitting right next to you. I wasn't looking at you. I was looking over there, remember? <laughs> so that I wasn't too loud. All right. Uh, it's better this time of year because the windows are open. So you've probably noticed it's not as loud. That's a good thing. Anyhow, back to the National Public Radio. Which said on Thursday that young men living in the United States illegally identify as Americans. Well, that's because they're idiots. The doofuside. That's why they're here. The Mexican country doesn't even want them. Identify as Americans. I don't care what you identify as. Because they have been in the country since they were children. Well... I'm sure you've heard all the tales of good old Mexico, and I know they're from other places too, but I feel like picking on Mexico. Uh, so go back to Mexico and see if all the stories were true. You should have a good understanding of the Mexican people from listening to your parents. Wait, we look, we do exchange students. We send people all over the world, our kids all over the world to go into educational situations that is subpar to even the United States of America. But at least over there, they're not trying to brainwash her into thinking that progressivism is wonderful. Stealing from people, taking their money and doing good things. It's like Robin Hood. Except Robin Hood didn't take from rich people and give to poor people. He took from the tax collector the tax dollars that the poor people were forced to give to the tax collector and gave it back to them. That's not the same thing as taking money from a productive person to give to an unproductive person. He took from an unproductive person the taxpayer and he gave to a productive person, which is the person who produced it in the first place. I cannot believe we had to have actually have this conversation two days ago with our neighbor and had to tell him the same thing. And he's our age, too. But that is such a misconception that was <laughs> written into numerous movies. And I think a TV series, too. Politics is snuck into everything we watch now on television. I know it. But I can watch it safely because I know what they're doing. 
And if they do it too much, it does piss me off. And sometimes I won't watch it. There is not one single solitary show that we have been watching that does not have a homosexual in it. I know. Or numerous Now even Atlantis has homosexuals in it. For God's sake. Every show. Every show. I'm sorry. That is not the correct ratio of homosexuals to straight folk. They're a very small portion of our population. They should be almost non-existent on television. I'm tired of this. Like, no black people, none of Hispanics, none of women, none of homosexuals. What do you... Well, what is it? This is all social engineering. It's brainwashing. It's trying to make you think that this this is like, a, I don't know, a kumbaya moment or something. It does it, it doesn't bother me anymore because I can see it. Unless they sometimes they hit a nerve and it makes me want to. Oh come smash on! My Last television. night's scene, this passionate kiss. I didn't oh look. my god! Between two men, made me throw up in my mouth. I saw that a long time ago. My cousin Marianne made me watch this stupid thing. Worse, it, it turned out it was a pornographic movie. I didn't want to see that, but it, there was two homosexuals and uh, men that. Were, and they get they were kissing and making out and you know i obviously went nah i that i really don't long to see this <laughs> uh thank you very much and that's the last time i wanted to see anything like that and fortunately sometimes they surprise you and it's too late it didn't surprise me and i didn't have to look there's a war. look i gotta get my entertainment somewhere all right. I, I'm writing I'll, letters. I'll, I'll, I write them emails sometimes, but uh, I should. Well, I, I don't pay for it, so I don't feel I should. I have a position to complain from. I get. I watch it free on the on the internet, so I can't, beggars can't be choosers. Before you go on with the story, we need to tell the folks about where we are. Oh no. She didn't write down where we are. She only wrote down one place we are. But anyway, you can just do a, uh, any kind of search for the Uncooperative Radio Show or Uncooperative Radio, and we will pop up in many venues. But our, the main ones I know about are iTunes, iHeart, RedStateTalkRadio.com. Now, RedStateTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 conservative talk radio show streaming live. Even though all the shows aren't live. Some are. But anyway, you can listen to all kinds of conservative talk radio 24 7 over at redstatetalkradio.com. Don't confuse that with Red State Radio, which belongs to the Red State blog. Redstatetalkradio.com. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. Anyway, on redstatetalkradio.com, we are also picked up on TuneIn. So you can even listen to us on TuneIn when we're put over there with Red State Talk Radio. Anyway, Studio A. There's two studios. Oh, I didn't mention that, huh? Our radio show is rebroadcast on Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. And the 24-7 listener line is 605-562-4209. That's a number when you don't want to use your data, your computer, or your phone. All you have is a phone. Well, you want to listen to conservative radio free? No. Any charges by your carrier is your responsibility. We provide our ends free. 
The number is 605-562-4209. And you know, always keep pencils and paper with this show. Always keep me jotting down, making notes. I want you to check up on me. Studio B, our show's broadcast, Sunday, 12 a.m. Eastern Time. Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And the 24-7 listener line for Studio B is... 518-712-0045. That's 518-712-0045. Don't forget, when you go to redstatetalkradio.com, don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter. It is not a cheesy newsletter talking about boring stuff. We've got some really good people writing for this. You will be seriously impressed with the information and how it's presented it's free, again, at redstatetalkradio.com. And if you need apps to listen to Red State Talk Radio, they're there, too. Now, <clears throat> really, this summer, this summer, while resting at the beach, your favorite watering hole or park, why not take Susan's nursing novel and children's books with you? Opening a registered nurse's eyes, a life-altering journey across North America, is an Awesome novel. Um, took me years before I read it because I didn't want to read it because I, th- I might be overcritical and get my wife mad at me. <laughs> so I didn't read it. I finally broke down and read it, and uh, it was great. I I had no complaints at all. It was a great read. It kept you interested. It wasn't boring. It it wasn't too too wordy so that you, you had to try and imagine too much at the same time. It just flowed. It just Nice. And it's all about our travels across the country when Susan was a travel nurse. And she gives you the behind-the-scenes look at the hospital situations across the country. Uh, you learned a little bit. It's like a travel book about we're moving from state to state to state, camping, etc. Uh, so you get a lot in that book. And it's only, what's what's the price now that they missed that special offer? $7.99. $7.99. And that will also, of course, help support the radio show. Also, while you're there looking for Susan Francis Bonner, that's Susan Francis with an E Bonner, at, uh, you know, in the Kindle library there at Amazon. Also, check out her children's books, ebooks. Those have pictures. They have, what is, what is that called? Uh, illustrations. Yes, illustrations by her nephew, who also just happens to have. Um, what the heck? Asperger's, Asperger's disease. disease. Uh, my brain's gone. <laughs> anyway, the three children's books are The Christmas Pigs, The Great Green and All, and The Adventures of Izzy and Coco. And they're available again on Amazon.com. Just do a search for Susan Francis, Francis with an E, Bonner, and all the books come up. Please don't don't buy the one in actual print that was stolen from her. She has not received any royalties for the sales, and we no longer have anything to do with that company but they have hooked it to our ebook inevitably uh so buy the ebook please the other one we don't get any money from that it just helps them keep stealing our book our book well it's her book (laughs) all right where was i pray tell did I do everything I was supposed to do? Yes. I, I covered the yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, I didn't. What? And to all our AM and FM listeners out there, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Now I think I've covered it. Okay. All right. 
Back to the story. Take the family of one Belmayan. Belmont. Is it Belmont or Belmont? What does that mean on the A? Belman. But the ing of the A. The thing over the A. Oh, I don't know. Me either. I guess it's a short A. Belmont. I'll go with that. A 22-year-old university student in Austin, John Burnett reported on NPR's Morning Edition, he and his 17-year-old brother were brought here illegally from Mexico as young children, and they identify as Americans. I don't care if you identify as Superman. The phrase identify as gained popularity in the recent media coverage of transgender issues, men who identify as women and women who identify as men, and now that's going to be an excuse for illegal aliens to be here? They're like transgender? First of all... But there's no end to this okay. perfunctory nonsense. First of all, Brian, mm-hmm. the... <laughs> They shouldn't have been allowed to grow up to be 22 and 17. That is not, not nope. just on Obama. That's on every administration since Ronald Reagan. Every, no. Ronald Reagan's part, but he amnestied all of them. That's what I'm saying. Uh, since him. No, they're long before that. Ever since Eisenhower. Eisenhower did Operation Wetback. He rounded them up and deported their backsides in a most uncomfortable manner. And in so, such a way as to make it literally impossible for them to walk back to the border. Okay, so two things. Number one, because our government in all areas, including the states, because it's up to the states to protect their own borders, for goodness sake. Again, we need to take back our local government. I know. So because our government in all forms dropped the ball, we now have to accept these people as being illegal and being criminals in our own country because they screwed up. Yep. But they didn't screw up. They got exactly what they wanted. No, I'm saying the government screwed up. Yeah. No, they got exactly what they wanted. Budget poor socialists. <sighs> anyway, Burnett's report focused on the immigration policy of Donald Trump Wait a minute, was that the same article, really? Who supports the removal of the estimated 11 million? It can't possibly be 11. It was 11 million when we started the conversation under Bush. It's a good, almost 16 years old now. I don't know. Uh, So, you know, you have to understand. That what they're doing is just that anyone buys into these numbers. If it was estimated 11 million immigrants 16 years ago, and they've been coming across the border ever since, how could it possibly still be 11 million immigrants? Didn't they? And they're aliens anyway. And I don't care what they change in the code now. Tough luck. Anything Obama does is illegal anyway. And didn't they just put a report out this week how many thousands are coming over in just in the month of July? And then how many more Somalis they're letting in? But how many in 16 more? years of people coming across that border continuously, we have not had one more illegal alien in this country than what we stated we had 16 years ago. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's impossible speech. He, this is the kind of common core stuff they're going to do your children. It has to increase because we keep saying more and more people come. 
and more and more people come that are deported. So the number has to go up. It hasn't gone up by one million, for goodness sakes. It, I had estimated back then it was 36 to 40 million. Now I, it's more than that. You should be aware of that. I'm telling you, last time Ronald Reagan gave an amnesty, he thought there were a million illegal aliens in this country, and there was 3.6, I think it was 3.6 million, I don't want to be too precise, but somewhere right around there, over three, over three million. So I figure anything they say times it by three, and you might get close. It might be worse, but at least you'll be getting close. So, yeah, there's still only 11, don't worry about it. Don't don't think about math or anything. That just hurts your head. That's just not a solution that is workable, Kerry Talbot. An immigration lawyer told Burnett, it is not possible to deport 11 million people. Yes, there it is. It absolutely is possible. If you would like to do the, crunch the numbers, go ahead. Your computer, you can find a site on the Internet where it'll do a scientific calculator if you like. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about these people. Uh, it's not possible. Really, how, how could you? You're saying it's impossible. There's no possibility that we could do that. Of course we could. Once you seal the border first, then just by attrition, over time of deporting and allowing none in, we will get rid of them. I don't know how many we have anymore. Originally, I, I had done the figures, and it would take us about oh, I think it was like 15 years. But we could do it. Why Why? Why can't we do it? Everything's impossible. Build a fence, it's impossible. They'll build taller ladders. <laughs> yeah, but they got to climb the ladders, and there's more to the fence than just one fence, and there's also cameras, and there's also, in my double fence, we don't want to talk about that. Drones. 100 feet apart, the two fences. A moat. Minefield. Alligators. No, that's over in Louisiana. No, I'm not doing the moat. Nope, we're going to do landmines 100 yards across, razor wire on top, of course, uh, guard towers with full, fully automatic weapons, uh, drones with weapons that patrol the whole 100, you know, 100 yards back and forth. Ancient uh, Chinese 18, drums? 000, 1,800 miles. Then we're going to sound <laughs> sensors in the ground, which is better than Chinese <laughs> drums. And we'll hear them if they try and dig on. They're called seismic sensors. Uh, well, oh, this is all can happen. And underneath, you, you have special places where if they are tunneling, they run into like a steel plate. You drop steel plates down between the the mines, down to where, like down 20 feet into the ground. So if anyone starts tunneling, you're going to run into steel. Take that. And we know where they are. Boom. Blow them up. It's not a problem. Uh, as long as you're willing to kill people, that problem is solvable. Put people with guns facing south on the Mexican border and north on the other yeah, border. Yeah, why not? They're killing That's us. It. They're killing us. And it's going to get worse. Could you, before before you go on with this, because um, we're going to be, we're short on time. Could you tell the folks why you turned Sean Hannity off today? Today? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Really? He was talking about the immigration policy. Didn't he say it was up to who? Oh, I know what you're talking about. He said, uh, it says in the Constitution that the federal government has the power of uh, naturalization. creating uniform rules of naturalization. And that means they have the power over immigration. 
And it just went on. No, wait, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Look up naturalization. They still haven't changed it in the dictionary. They will, so look it up soon before they change it. If I tell you what it is, you won't look it up. What do you think it is? Just tell them. Tell them what? Okay, then go look it up. And I think a colon... Oh, really? I forgot what I was saying. Naturalization. Oh, yeah. Look at the word naturalization. It means making immigrants citizens. It is to... Those are rules. Why would the states ask for that specifically from the national government if they weren't in control of immigration, which they were? Uh, But the problem was they all had different rules for making their immigrant citizens, and that's what they meant by that clause, which, by the way, is, is if even if you break down the words, is exactly what it means. That's it. The states still have the power of immigration because it was never given to the national government and, con- and the Constitution was not amended to give it to them, so it doesn't exist, which means it still belongs to the states. And you may think that's stupid, but it's not. The states decide who they want to come into their states, work in their states, do what they want in their states, and then become citizens or not, depending on whether either side or the other wants to eject. You know, I don't think people understand what state sovereignty means. We fought a revolution to get away from Britain, to form a country, but to keep the states sovereign. Yes, and most people, many people will say that, oh yeah, we fought a war to get rid of that states' rights stuff. That was... Uh, the Confederates and the Union, you know. If you say so, that that's not what Abraham Lincoln thought of the war. So it was only what the people that came after him that mucked up the Reconstruction in the South. That that that's their notion. Anyway, these people are are just people. I I understand that, but I still don't care. They're in my country illegally violating our laws and in many cases violating a whole bunch of new laws and women and in some cases little children i you know what donald trump said when they got all over him i was laughing at him. he was so mellow murderers rapists child molesters on and on it goes has come across that board drug dealers human smugglers i can go on all the blech, the the sludge of the sludge, you know. Uh, but that's right. It says that on the bottom of the statue, so it must be true. We, we're supposed to take everybody's poor and diseased and suffering so that we too could be poor and diseased and suffering. Anyway, back to the story, I think. As CNSNews.com previously reported, President Obama in February welcomed six dreamers to the White House. All of them brought to this country illegally. I'm surprised he hasn't painted the house because it's racist. By the parents, uh, to this country illegally by their parents that now shielded from deportation because the Obamanists' executive order giving them temporary legal status and work permits. Yay. I don't think there's anybody in America who's had a chance to talk to these six people or the young dreamers all across the country who wouldn't find it in their heart to say these kids are Americans just like us and they belong here and we want to do right by them, Obamanists said. They they don't belong to us. 
I don't really care. The law is the law. Enforce it. That's your job. What about you took an oath? What about our kids, Obama? What about our children? What about our children who have my? Who, what about our grandchildren? They don't mean crap to you. Only these dreamers, really. We fought wars. Our young kids are fighting wars they for don't you. Give a crap about the dreamers. At least the progs don't. It, it's the it's the low information voters. It's. It's the, uh, I'm I'm okay. a Democrat, but I'm not really Democrat. I don't know. It's sort of like, yeah, I always vote Democrat. Our kids are dying in foreign lands, you idiot Obama. What about them? What about them, Obama? He wants what, to let, their dreams are no, going to no, stop. You know, he wanted to let the illegal aliens join the military, remember? I think they're doing that, as a matter of fact. You know, it's about time that we all take a stand for us. This is not us. When you got a, when you have a mass shooting like that, and you can't get the government to change its idiotic laws that ban military from carrying firearms on base, they're talking about well, well, even the one that did, they used to allow concealed carry. Now they're not. They're fighting to have them allowed to be carried concealed. Why can't they just have a sidearm, a military damn sidearm? What is the damn problem? Let him walk around machine guns. I don't care. M16s. I, I don't, it's the military base. I expect to see people with guns. But you won't. You'll see everybody without guns, and only the military police have guns. Stupid. Moronic. I could go on, but I could probably get in trouble with the words. Um... They deserve, come on, if anybody deserves to carry a gun, why isn't it military soldiers on a military base? What is the problem? Only thing they can do is kill each other. But that uh, that happens pretty quick when you hit your target. It's like, bang, bang, you're both dead. All right, good. <laughs> but you won't trust them. And, you know, I hear people that are supposed to be in with the military and at certain talk show hosts. That very nice people and all, but they don't—they don't think every soldier should be armed on a military base. And I say every soldier should be required to be carrying a sidearm, at least a sidearm, on the military base. I would make it a requirement. Their job is to help protect the base and everything on it. You're carrying the gun. You're doing your duty. You understand? That's how you do it. It's not just the cops' job. There's not enough of them, like always, everywhere in society, there's not enough of them. They always show up late. <laughs> That's what cops do. They show up, they put chalk around your body, and then they try and find out who did it. That's really their job. Their job is not really to protect you. Now, in the military, they, they protect the perimeter, they patrol, they are on the gates and all that stuff, too. But I just read a story where a guy ran the gate, passed through the gate, went, got on a shooting spree, and it took... It, I'm like, once you pass the gate, it's like uh, the military base I was on. I went through. I was waiting for the guy to come out. He's popping his head all over the guard base. And I'm going in. I'm a civilian. I'm going in. And, and so I said, it was snowing. It was miserable. It was windy. It was cold. And it looked like he didn't want to come out. And everybody knew who I was. And so I, I drove through. And that guy filed a complaint. Oh, man, it was a mess. And it was all because he couldn't find his hat. 
With that note, this is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Goodnight, Susan. And we're out of here. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.